and welcome to episode 413 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name's Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the man who's always the first biscuit out of the tin, it's Tony Esmond. I play to win that game, my friend. Yeah. Soggy biscuit. Don't, no, not immediately. We're like less than two minutes in. No, it takes longer than that. It doesn't go off straight away. Jesus uh, two minutes in. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. The, a, another week of comics chat and some very fascinating. We've got a cool interview coming yes. up here, actually. Somebody we've known for years. For, for, <laughs> for absolutely years and years. And maybe not. But we discovered, and now you're going to discover more mm. of, the, of these comics soon. But we'll, I'll tie that in in a minute. Rightly so. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and as you can tell, I'm because uh, it's sunny out. It's a bank holiday weekend here in uh, sunny old England. Dan's got a burnt face. Dan's got a burnt face, and because the weather chose to be nice, uh, you got burnt balls. My sinuses decided to, to be uh, oh, as, as, as busy as. What have you got? Hay fever? Then I'm saying. I I never used to have hay fever. Now you can come and go, yeah. can't you? Hay fever. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. I've gotten it as I've gotten older, and now yeah. it's just a some bastard. You get it if you do a lot of cocaine. I, <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I kind of looked at the the stuck my face out the door for five minutes. That's why I've got a fucking red face and yeah. burnt. <laughs> yeah. I just go red and I go back to being white again. I don't ever yeah. go brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good look. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> I tell you what is another good look is if you look at Comic House, our sponsors. Mm. Yes, mm. nicely week- done. <laughs> Thank you. Every week you can have they- a good look. They probably listened to the first few minutes of this show thinking, how bad is it going to be this week? Oh, Christ. Yeah. Well, this week is... We're going to talk about the biscuit game. Pretty, pretty bad. Not going to be any better. But yes, Comic House are awesome, though. They are an indie comic marketplace with a difference because they love indie comics as much as we do, as much as you do, especially if you're listening to this show. Um, you're obviously interested in indie comics, whether you make them or read them, and comics ha- Comic House is definitely a place to go. And that is Comic H-A-U-S. Yes, as in the sort of German way of saying so, it. Some, mm. Something we forget yeah. to say, I think. Yeah, um, we I think take, so. We take it for granted, but we certainly don't take them for granted. And if you go to comichouse.com, you see there's a huge selection of titles on their database. And if in fact, Dan, up, was saying there's, Dan was saying there's a comic from Kenya on there. He was, yeah, happy, he was looking forward to talk about. There. There's, com- <laughs> there's comics from all around the world on, in Comic House. That's the best thing about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wherever you almost, are almost got him. Because the boy, says, he says, oh, no, I don't think I'll be able to manage to say these names. Yes, I can barely do mine. Yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. But wherever you are in the world, you can uh, if you self-publish your work, you can list your book on there. It's another avenue to get your um, comics out in the world, as is on the Comic House app. It's a digital subscription, basically Netflix for comics, only a couple of pounds a month or whatever that um, currency is all over the world. You get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics that's being added to all the time. Guests from this show, past, present, and no doubt future, are on that app, and uh, you should definitely check it out because occasionally we like to delve in there and get lost in the wonderful mire of indie digital comics as well. Plus, if you're a creator and you've got some old PDFs on there, <laughs> rather, rather than have them gathering dust, put them on the Comic House app. Uh, yeah, yeah. You never know who might discover it. So that was a out, flawless advert. Yeah. To find, I haven't finished it. To All find right. out more and to start your 14-day free trial. Go to comichouse.com. In um, our guesswork in advertising, maybe you'd want to take us on for doing sort of adverts. 
after hearing that, it's like we're just yeah. rep Sarchi and Sarchi. No entire brainer. Yeah. No brainer. I'm working advertising. Well, clearly, we're so good at it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I'm also available for weddings, bar mitzvahs, and no, no, no. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> and sex. <laughs> we are good at promoting people's comics, though, like we're going to do yeah. in a minute. Thankless yeah. task. <laughs> thankless, god awful task. <laughs> Never get any thanks, do we? No, we're so bitter. Oh, we, we we mentioned your comic this week. Oh, I'll have a listen. Yeah, yeah. If you want to leave a review on uh, Apple or wherever you're, you are, know, <laughs> nicely yeah, done, Dan. Yeah, yeah, feel free yeah, yeah. to do that, please. Yeah. Basically, this is going to be the week that we're um, feeling sorry for ourselves and just absolutely <laughs> pleading, pleading for someone That's to like, should, like say Don't just throw you, this show together. Please, like, if you want to, you want to review us, you got to do a five star review on Amazon, screen cap it, and then send it to us, and then we'll review. <laughs> we would never do that. <laughs> no, fucking hell. Your artistic yeah. integrity, uh, journalistic yeah. integrity of the ACP. Especially if we want to say something bad. What, what's this journalistic stuff you're talking about, Dad? <laughs> when has there been any way we lost integrity? I don't know what integrity means. I don't know yeah. fucking... um, our, our principles are not for sale. No, exactly, because we talk about boobs in the first five they seconds are, of they the are, interview. They are, our principles are also have absolutely no quality to them. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't even know what they mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, they so, like chopsticks. But we do <laughs> like talking about comics. Yes, yes, we do. So while we rant and rave about something yeah. else... I like it when your voice goes up a bit like that. It makes me laugh. <laughs> what do you mean? What, what does it mean? What do you mean when my voice is that? <laughs> you do that thing. What thing? You get you get sort of... Um... Well, I try to keep this fucking show... See? Doing it on the rails. <laughs> I try to keep it on the rails. And you... Uh, right, okay. While I tell Why him Why didn't you off, get into this interview? You should check out this wonderful Yeah, check interview. this interview out. Yeah, we spoke about uh, a comic a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we got to talk to... Well, we've known Richard for years. Richard A. A. Morgan. And uh, yes... From Morgo Comics, and it's a brilliant. And in all seriousness, it is a brilliant interview. And yeah. uh, here it is for your listeners. Not down to us, down to him. No, yeah, yeah, it's totally him. We're just absolutely useless. Okay, this week we're joined by the creative mind behind Morgo Comics, and someone who came to our attention recently with his debut comic series Blam and Glam. Welcome to the show, Richard Morgan. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I, c- I can't believe how like. You're just talking about it two weeks ago, and 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 I'm on. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell everyone; they'll all want to be on. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to use the words responsive sorry, and sorry, reactive. It's, it's been two years trying. We've been friends yeah, for yeah, years, yeah. Richard. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it certainly was like um, just out left field, wasn't it, Dan? That this book sort of just came. Yeah, Dan. Our, Dan our communicated, but in the word using the word boobs. And we're on board. Yeah, <laughs> just one word. Okay. Got him in. It's funny, I, was, I, I was talking to Dan, and and I was listening to the podcast the week before. Uh, sorry, the week after we first started talking, and you went into the um the one that talked about uh, lockdown and future. Uh, oh, dystopian, oh, dystopian, dystopian, dystopian oh, yeah, features. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I should be on this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's interesting. True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll come back around to that because uh, Blam and Glam. Uh, does key into that? Does we'll come back to that, but yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, we we spoke a little bit about it before we actually um, pressed green light on the re- recording. But um, bl- glam and uh, blam and glam. Um, sort of where did it all start with? Because like you sort of got back into art kind of fairly late, wasn't it? Around two thousand sixteen, two thousand eighteen. What was the story that led us up to this point? 
Yeah, so so originally back in the in the early nineties, I was trying to break into comics when I was at college. I was I was rubbish. Me and this guy Dave Stokes used Stokes book. Oh wow. uh, he's, yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah, absolutely, yeah. They, Dave's absolutely brilliant. And we were we were at school together and college together, and we went to shows and showed work. And mine was rubbish. I, I was terrible. And I went, do you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna not bother. And it was like. 30 years later like 26 27 years later and uh, and it, it wasn't even about comics i was do, i was coding a an app on my ipad to and from work that, that got released on the ice on the apple store unfortunately it, uh we've had to stop paying for it and it, it actually ceased to be like like the parrot two weeks ago um <laughs> all right but I, but I needed to create some art for it i was doing all the pixel art and coding the game and and it was quite a nice one to play but I needed a poster, and then that got me the bug for. Hang on, if I'm if I'm coding on an iPad on the train, could I paint? And I started to use Procreate, and then I started to create the illustration, and then I started to paint portraits of people as well, including people on the train. And that sort of got me interested. Could I draw again? Um, and around the same time, I started drawing like this character, and I didn't know what it was going to be. It was a sort of um, something's gone wrong you know london's completely gone to hell and i don't know what it was yet and i, ju- I was just drawing these for about nine months to a year and then i thought hey at some point i'm gonna do a comic what if i did a kickstarter with the sketches because like it was starting to build a following even though i had no story yet and that's when it, that i think that was about 2019 when we got that first kickstarter out and that gave me the confidence to go right there's a real opportunity but the but where it really started to happen was when we had lockdown um, I mean, lockdown was terrible, but it opened up an opportunity for me because I was at home working, still full time with a, a day job. Mm. But I was creating comics on the side, I, whether I was commuting, which would be later again, or whether I was doing in house. I could just create this character, and and it, and it meant there was a pa- parallel with what was happening with lockdown that actually opened up what the real story was. Mm. Um, and it was just people just following on Instagram that just got you excited that. Wow, some people actually like this. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So, did lockdown kind of inspire the story beats that you were thinking up in a way? Yeah, yeah. Be- oh, wow. Because before that, it was going to be set like slightly in the future. An event has happened, and you don't know what it was. And you know, it was about demons and robots, and I knew that sort of thing, but I didn't know what was the tipping point of the story. And the minute we went into lockdown, and we had, and you'll know, you'll see it. It's in the comic. Mm. When we've got we've got old Bojo, old Boris Johnson, um, <laughs> announcing, "Stay at home, don't do this." Do oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute, I've got to do something here." So, so we introduced a character who looks suspiciously like him, um, uh, Ivan. If oh, what have I called him? Ivan Johnston. <laughs> so it just plays in the in in the same sort of space, but but you'll notice he's got like a when you see him, you'll notice he's got like a pair, the parodies future looking glasses on and actually yeah. that's that's an easter egg that happens in issue five but anyway, right, okay but it just meant that um i then had a space so it went from pandemic to pandemonic but i could use all those cues that we were used to staring staring down the goggle box every day um mm. and i thought this makes a, a cool backdrop potentially to 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 the events Nice. So, so would the the fact that you could work from home was like right now? I've got time to actually punch this thing out, or would you would have done it? Do you think regardless? I'd I'd have done it regardless because okay. I, I 
uh, on my commute into London from my day job, I had like an hour on the overground train and then it yeah. was like jump on the tube and I'd have another 10 minutes and then jump on and then walk, you know. So I, I had at least two hours a day and then and then I was used to doing evenings and weekends, mm. coding my own stuff when I was doing games, but then painting my own stuff. But the the fact I didn't have to travel so much because my overall commute like, was like an hour and 40 meant I actually, actually then had an hour and 40 I could do each way. Before you know, before before and after work. So, but but I think it was the context of lockdown that meant I actually unlocked that the idea, you know, the the real the real world. That's interesting. Some people went creative, didn't it? Then some people went the other way. Yeah, couldn't create. And I think yeah, it was good for me creatively as well. I think Mm. I managed to pull my finger out and get on with stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think some people's kind of creative vision kind of went a bit more uh internal though didn't they they sort of seem got a bit more yeah. sort of self-reflective whereas y- yourself you kind of you used it as a springboard to tell the story that was just waiting for a bit of, of a framework to go from yeah yeah it was it was that last little bit that just meant right now i know exactly where this is and, and there's quite a lot of places in lockdown uh, sorry in the comic that i know of so mm. I've drawn them in. They're not instantly recognised. They're not recognisable. But if you think of the areas, and and because I'm from an advertising background, there's certain advertising spaces where they're connected to the area of Paddington. Yeah. Right. right. And 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 some of the scenes in issue two are, are used in those spaces because it's connected to the longer story. There's a bigger story around Paddington. I quite like. But we end up all over London. <laughs> okay and some of it's quite nondescript but yeah it's, it's, there's a there's a rich history of comics and paddington i was talking about this a few weeks ago i hadn't said it on the pod yet but did you ever go to the dylan dog cafe there no oh, i should have done yeah you know there's you know the, the italian comic dylan dog he, yeah. he actually lives in craven i think it's craven road <laughs> Brilliant. um in the comic in the italian comic and the house that he lives in in the comic it used to be up until about i think a month ago a cafe that's which great. is called yeah. the Dylan Dog Cafe. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, oh, oh, there you not. go. Everything leads back to Paddington this week. Do you, yeah. do you think, uh, <laughs> you know, like that that uh, TV series of Martin Clunes, what was it? He was set in like some, is it Devon or someplace? Oh, Doctor yeah. something. Oh, like, Doc Martin. For, yeah, for, Martin. Yeah, foreign kind of TV what, people outside the UK, not foreign, outside the UK, they would like <laughs> it because it's kind of like, it's got all the stuff of that area and they could see a slice of Britain that maybe you get don't get to see so much do you reckon that kind of impacts when you've got your story told around london it draws in kind of a bit more interest rather than just being in generic city yeah i love seeing london it's, in the comic. yeah 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 i think it uh, yeah i think that like like the landmarks coming through but used in a way that connects to the story mm. absolutely you know i think the, the interesting thing is no one will know it's paddington from the first two from the from the issues right. um Although there is stuff that will start to like, I've been like I've been baking in stuff since bit, since issue one. Even the cover as a as a uh, an Easter egg on it, um, and it won't be what people expect of what's to come around issue eight. But okay. the locations, yeah, I think I think people are interested in seeing that side stuff. And and as much as like um, like because most of the sale, I mean, the, the sales on the Kickstarter is like predominantly America, and yeah. then lots of places around the world are all tapping in. And I think they're like. They whilst they won't understand like the Boris Johnson references and things like that, I think they're building it and they're looking into it and they're going, oh, hang on, this actually happened. Hmm. But the locations, I think, if you get the right location, it adds a richness. Like there's a there's a you notice in in each issue, there's always like a a, a full front, a full first page, a full end page, and yeah. then somewhere 
in between, and it's not always like the middle, it is a, is a double page spread. And the first double page spread of Blamgam issue one is my take on Oxford Street. There's a yeah. corner of Oxford Street and Bond Street. And um, and it's just a ghost town. If you know Oxford Street and Bond Street, it's like, no, that's, that place is rammed. This is yeah. an entire ghost town. Right. Um, I, I kinda... would love to have revisited and done more, like done lots more damage and lots more cars and tanks and stuff. But I you could have spent actually... months on that piece. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I think that's what's quite interesting about my style is my style is quite loose and emotive, so I mm. don't linger. There is a sometimes there's a detail, but it's a it's more like a motion or or an, or an emotion that I try and capture in a panel. Yeah. Um, not always successful, but it gives you that sense of movement. So when you read it, I mean, most people read Blam and Glam in probably under six and a half minutes. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that's an average for a comic yeah. though, man. I, yeah, average. Okay. We we did a bit of a sort of time and motion study compared to how long it takes to read a comic compared to how much it costs. I did that about a year ago, and that's not an unusual yeah. amount of time. That's cool. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. I didn't want to think I was changing anything. No, no, not no, at all. No, 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 not at all. No. And certainly, I mean, there, yeah. there, there can be. I mean, you could say that a silent issue could also that could be the quickest read you, you'd ever think of with well, a comic, but. There's got to be a speed like, to it because things are happening yeah. between panels. You know, I think yeah. you can't yeah. just stare at when you're buying them and they've got yeah. adverts in it, and it, then it, it takes even less time, which is a kind of a bit more of a, a kick. <laughs> so that's that's why I kind of love the small press stuff, albeit that you can put there's, adverts in that. But when, when when you mentioned silent comics, there's there's a fantastic book by EPHK. Um, oh, I've usually got it to hand. It's under a pile of of cool stuff that I'm going through again. Um, and each PHK did the space story and it was about these two sides that were fighting and there's no dialogue there okay. there is speech bubbles and there's and there's crazy there's crazy text characters but you don't you don't know what they're saying but you completely know what's what they're what they're saying yeah, that's good it's not nice exercise, it, you know? isn't it yeah, yeah it's amazing i need to dig out the, the title of it but it's such a cool thing i mean that's one of the things they kind of like uh deride stan lee for at times is when he just forces text and speech into panels that don't really need this to you know, like Spidey's reaching, is like reaching, like stretching to get something. He's obviously he's doing that, and then he's putting, oh, if, if I can only reach this, is that well? I, I know you don't need to put that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not actually a writer, so I've written this, but I'm not a like my training is as an art director in terms of okay. advertising. We're all Visual writers, person. Rich. There's yeah. no skill to it. You're just, you're a, from what we were, <laughs> from what you were saying earlier, you you were clearly a, a comic reader. Yeah. So you know you've got that history of understanding it. You know it's, yeah. it's not like writing a novel, isn't it? It's not like writing copy. You know, there's well, writing it, comics yeah, are a whole different thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird because I I think you're qualified more to write a comic if you read a lot of comics and, and you understand that, the, how they work. Yeah, as a, as yeah. opposed to if you you watch a load of films and say I could be a screenwriter because for me there there's a there's a bit of a gulf there completely. Yeah, uh, as opposed yeah. to someone who knows the comics language and kind of I think that's an easier jump. We see that constantly. Yeah. We see people who are employed by big companies who are novel writers or you know tv writers or something and the people who tend to succeed are the people who also know comics yeah you know um yeah. i think there's, yeah. There's, yeah you're right man it's it's a completely different skill from writing a novel god yeah it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's amazing because because like because when I, I when i i've connected with different people different indie people about the comics they make and i know like people focus on writing or or or, or art and some people cross over like i do and and i'm like they're like, when you write, how, what do you write? And I'm literally like, it's it's one page a page, if that at all. 
and it's normally a sentence per panel. Right. And I know that, and like I've got to, like like Watchmen. I was late to Watchmen. I didn't actually get to read Watchmen until the film came out. And then when the film came out, I was like, "This is amazing." And then my mind was even more blown reading the book. And one of the recent books I got was the uh, who's is it? Who's watching the Watchmen? Yeah, the uh, which Bilcher, is the one that gives Dave you their, Yeah, yeah, the, the one that gives you their process where you're looking at the sketches and pages. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, they're writing them like amazingly in depth stuff but i suppose because i'm the writer because i'm the artist as well my brain's going i already know what you can do yeah yeah i think it's also also you can spin off from that so if you're the if you're the writer artist how much do you need to write because like Mm. let's face it you know it can be on the back of a fag packet really can't it yeah you know for some you know you got it in your head but if you're writing for someone then it also depends how well you know them if you've worked with them before yeah what, what do you write to what do they want you to write to their skills for you know there's all sort of different dynamics there, I think. It very much depends on, on who you're working with. I know with the big companies, it's different because you don't necessarily know who it's going to go to. And I would say in that case, you probably need to put more detail in. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I, I remember reading, because one of my favourite comics is um, Electra Assassin. Yeah. Obviously. And again, I was only like in the past four years, come uh, past three years come across that. And, re- and re- reading or, or watching uh, the videos that Bill Sinkovich did of, of, you know, of his works on YouTube. And he's saying, you know, he'd get the story from Frank Miller and then he <laughs> changes the story as he's drawing, send it back to Frank and then Frank <laughs> would have to redo the dialogue around. Yeah, yeah we've kind yeah. of changed this. And I love that. You know, it's like it's like films. It's, it's three films when you make a film, isn't it? There's, there's the writer, the director, and then the editor. Right, yeah. yeah. And how that, and that just out. gives you that, yeah. And then and it just gives you a, you know, well rounding as, as something that happens. And I know there are always going to be arguments. Hmm. Something so, yeah, special can co- come through that though, through that collaborative totally. process. Yeah, you know, exactly. that's the idea, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. It's it's kind of you can get the, the kind of lone creator does it all, and they can come up with absolute gems, and vice versa. So can collaborations, and you can also come up with absolute duffers where they they will pull in in different <laughs> directions. It's uh, one of the things we were kind of talking about was. Uh, how does one improve whilst kind of working and through your work? And, and for, for, I can see a noticeable improvement in your stuff, uh, Richard, from, from one to yeah. five to six. Mm, yeah. And also uh, taking and it from a sketchbook concept to begin with into a, a full, fully fledged com- comic series, you know, there's a lot yeah. of learning. There must be so much learning through every. With and every how you gauge thing. your improvement, I think, sometimes, yeah. mm. you know. It's 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 funny because I think there's there's three or four ways I use it. One one is external factors, right? And it's something I found in my career is there's always somebody outside that has that different perspective. If they know you or they or they get where you're going, and they help you unlock that. Hang on, you know you're really good at this. You're really doing this. This is the bit, and you go actually, I'm going to listen to them. And mm. and some of it, and I think I think Dan, you were talking about this before on on the review, was saying about. Sometimes the dialogue is at the wrong, you know, it's like a standard angle. And and my brain's been going that way for a while. I've been like, yeah, I need really need to break break yeah. the angles on. So so it has that dynamic change to it. So I think the external factors is one. You've got to have people you can trust and bounce off. Um, because if if you listen to sometimes the wrong people, um, you might derail what you're doing. I, I remember yeah. um, uh, I picked up... Uh, I picked up the opportunity to do limited edition covers for a retailer out in Canada for Blam Glam. They went, Hey, this is really cool. I'm going to do this. So I want, I want a hundred copies bespoke cover. And I managed to find a way to do it quite, quite affordable. And I don't think it was selling very well from them. 
you know, from Kickstarter perspective, it was selling great. But I don't think um, I mean, it was a great opportunity because because they, they constantly use other well-known artists and well-known comics. I thought, wow, it's, it's great. Mm. And I remember we got to issue two, and the sales weren't that great for them. You know, I, I'd still push for the stuff, but of course, yeah. it's, it's separate to the Kickstarter. And and I and I think we said like, you know, and at that point, I started then getting a critique of the work. Right, and I went, and I went. I, I appreciate what you're saying, but actually, I know, I know my approach. You know what I want to do, yeah. and it was actually going to com- fundamentally change the things I was doing. Um, I mean, you know, they've got great insight and perspective, but they're not necessarily got an insight perspective on what I'm trying to do with Lamb and Glam, which is yeah. which, which I think is different to any. It's a different approach to what I've read before in other people's, and it won't be that all of a sudden somebody go, no, no, this person's done it, and this person's done it as well. But it, it's not a traditional story you know it's mm. i actually i actually write it so you go so when a new one comes out most people have to go back and reread the first ones to re- to connect the, the dots they gotcha. love connecting the dots oh. um but but that external factor is is one the second one is you're looking at your work and like this will happen on on quite a lot of the the panels is i'll be drawing the panel i'll, I'll do the sketch go yeah the sketch is great i'm gonna start painting i'll start painting and, and about I've gone through several other pages. I've come back to it and I go, I'm really not happy with with the with all with all the panels. And because I paint digitally, I'll literally scale up a panel, reposition it, cut it, and then start painting over. Yeah. Or I'll change the angle. Like it's not like I need to, you know, blot out anything in Tipex anymore, you know, or white out and then draw it again. Because it's digital, I have that flexibility. But yeah, I've no no problem painting painting over a panel because it just does not work. And and the mm. example is, um, and uh, uh, you know we won't do any spoilers, but on the on the latest issue on issue six, the last panel, um, when you see the you know if anyone sees the first sketch for that, it was fucking awful, <laughs> and even the first <laughs> painted version, and I was like, it's it's not got the energy, it's not got the it's not got the level it needs for the page, and I just just painted over it completely. I just literally took a. a a color and went and then started again right um still had the right it was still the same idea but it was a much better composition and, and you could feel more from the characters so do you, you know you're t- referencing the you have someone you can bounce it off do you have someone you could like send this to and say not sure about this what do you think and then you'd respect that opinion coming back to say yeah they're right yeah. or yeah i'm wrong whatever so so in the book i've got two people one, one is charlotte who's my editor who's my guest editor and we bounce off you know she she's not from a comic background but she's from like the advertising background so she yeah. knows how i work mm. and 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 it'll be sense checking and you know and i'll be going is this working she'll go it's it's great you know and then i've got somebody else jamie hill and they're really good at i mean they love comics they're really good at adding things um and it'll be like 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 on issue six they were like look rich the the writing's great. I'm loving where you're going, but when you you won't see it in the one you've got. But some of the dialogue when they're fighting demons, I was just like, "Yeah, fuck you, fuck this." Fuck that. And it was like, "No, no, just be be Richard Morgan and create some some things that connect to it better, so that when they're taking the piss out of the demons or when they're doing something, you connect to things we have in our in our daily life." But you know, and I was like, "Okay, good. I'm going to go back in. And I'm going to try and do that." And, and that and that and, and they always go look but it's entirely up to you it's your comic <laughs> yeah but i think there's you know there's some people who go yes but yeah, at the same time yeah. they'll go but 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 then but then they'll say to me but that doesn't go against what you got planned coming up and i'll be like no and then right. other things i'm like no no that 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 will that that may change and and 
so, so on the on the credits to that, you've got Charlotte Hall as guest editor, but you've got Jamie June Hall as special advisor. So yeah, do they ever? I mean, do you have a meeting all together, or you know, do do they ever come up with opposing ideas? And you know, and what are their roles no, specifically it, to you? It's more it's more Charlotte will read the first, Charlotte and Jamie will both read the first draft of the of the script, and when I say the the script you know it's like these are the beats some of the dialogue might be in there and they go yeah. yeah it makes sense um they might be saying i didn't understand this and and those are the things they're mainly after they're not going it would be they, they never go it'd be better if you did this they always go i understood this or i didn't understand that but yeah that's important i think yeah. yeah yeah and and you know there's there's like a reference um uh, oh, I can't spoil it, but there's a reference to the Chuckle Brothers in issue six. Obviously, right? yeah. And obviously, you know, gotta be done <laughs> to me, to you. And uh, and and, um, and when I first wrote it, Jamie was like, "I don't get it." And it wasn't Jamie didn't get the Chuckle Brothers. The way I'd written it was was horrible. And and also, I didn't want to say Chuckle Brothers, which is why in the new dialogue it references it. It's still still I use the word Chuckle and, and brother. <laughs> right, but it, okay. But but it's but it's a way to go. But I had to change the construct. The, the construct that made it made it actually made more sense. Um, but it's funny because that that character who actually says that is is American. <laughs> so so some people were in the comics who are comic reviewers, and some people were in the comics because they're paid to be in the comics right, um, okay. as a reward. It's weird, yeah. as as a creator, you kind of okay. there's times where you've got to kind of hold the line and say, "Well, no, I'm going to keep this regardless if someone says, yeah." change it because if you changed it on the whim of everyone who wanted a bit of input you kind of uh, my fear would be you'd move so far past what you wanted yeah. to do as you, a creator you'd make it it'd be muddy wouldn't it and i always mm. remember one of my one of my creative directors from 10 15 years ago she was amazing and she said to me like in industry she said to me you know you start with your idea and it's got to be so spiky that by the time that that she's gone through comment on it the account team have gone through it and the client's gone through it that if it started off round like or square it would just be this round ball of an idea that isn't spiky enough to be grabbed and i think the same comes from the idea of what you're writing you need that spikiness that does rub people the wrong way and uh, um you know i've had that i've had you know i wonder how some people react to certain things um well, I've, yeah, I've definitely mean, seen a million comics where it's really safe, re-anodyne, and they're, they're retelling like Batman or Spider-Man stories. Like, no one wants to read this. They've read this comic a million times, yeah. and but they still, you still kind of get it. It's like you, you've got a story in you. Tell the story that no one else is going to, because yeah. that's the story people want to write. Mm. Read. Originality yeah. is far, far exactly. and few between these days, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And, and it's funny when you, you know, because you talk about um, improving like the art like no, not just the art but improving the quality and, and the second issue is a bugbear of mine because um i didn't manage to push the art where i really wanted it to get and it okay. ended up quite ended up visually quite dark but also it wasn't as finished or as pushed there's some nice touches in it but i'm like yeah i'm short on this and, and i don't know what it was that happened it, it might have just been a it might have been a lockdown moment that where i was where i was struggling or it might have been something else and so if i ever do a the trade paperback i might go back in to but, page, but isn't in, oh, too. isn't there a part of like walking away sometimes you know nothing will be perfect yeah rich you know what i mean you, you gotta you gotta walk away sometimes especially in comics where it's not a painting yeah. on the wall is it you know you gotta yeah. get a comic done get it out so people can read it and wait for the next one you know yeah and i would well, like look, to get faster right um 
and and I think this is part of the this is interesting because like, this is also the the quality of the product is is how I find because I can now work pretty fast with pages and and stuff. So even though it takes me three to four months to put the comic together, you know, get it printed and out, it's not three to four months. It's actually you're probably looking at um, a month's worth of work. So if I was not doing a full time job, I probably could crack out one a month, but That's no really good. yet. Yeah. Mate, That's three really and good. four months ain't bad in this world. I'll tell you now, yeah. especially in small press, when, when it's, you know, it's a hobby you're doing, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's, I think that's good. Let, let's open this up to everyone because I think this is a really important thing about how do you know whether you've, you've, you're improving? Mm. You know, and I think what you, you touched on it there, Rich, is so let, let, let me ask, let's start with Vince. How do you know? How do you gauge whether you're improving or not? Oh, is it something? For me, sometimes it's. Oh, it's, it's looking back, I think, because I, I right. think usually with each current piece, there's usually, um, you know, I'm taking a scalpel to it and just going, oh, well, that's, that's, sometimes I don't see the improvement because I'm overly critical of like some of the things I've done or I look at it and go, yeah. well, mm. or if you, sometimes if you do a bit of artwork and you mirror it and all of a sudden it looks awful, um, and you're like, <laughs> oh God, what have I done there? Um, is, it, is it an emotional response to you then, you think? Yeah, you know, yeah. You, the way you feel about it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas... Sometimes, like, I found old uh, drawings, old characters, old notebooks, old sketch sketchbooks, and I'll open it up and I'll go, uh, you know, there's the, f- there's the first element of, like, oh, I remember this character, and then you have the nostalgia of your mm. own creative process, which is a real thing. Um, and then there's the, fucking hell, is this what I used to draw like? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you have the realisation of how far you've come since then. By looking at the okay, stuff. but um, you ever dug stuff up? I mean, fuck me, did I draw that? And it's actually yeah, funny I have. Good. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually, that's all right. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. shit. At the I've time, gone to but, shit now yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think, do you, is it? Well, I mean, you do more pages than anyone I know. D. Do you think is there a certain confidence in you know just knowing that you're improving or and that and that's part of it? Or how do you gauge whether you've improved? I get well. I guess you can look back and sort of see stuff just getting better and you're getting more understanding of the process and for me it's just getting maybe what Richard alluded to just getting faster and faster at punching out the yeah the work there's definitely times when I've looked in the writing and I've had missteps and I've overwritten stuff or just been a bit too on the nose at time and we all have an off day don't we they, yeah they, you know I mean that's the thing I think there's yeah. sometimes with with certain elements certain actual sort of elements that you draw that you feel more confident about just say for instance when you first started doing your comic about um a, a cavalry you couldn't draw horses for shit but now you may be like oh yeah i'm com- i'm comfortable drawing horses do you know what i mean there's this or yeah. hands yeah. i think hands is a better one for a lot of people i think your boobs um, oh, oh, God, hands, hands and boobs i'm still terrible at hands <laughs> you're rich you're, you're okay at boobs my friend it's going oh, yeah. well I'm trying not to spend as much time doing like fucking around with backgrounds. Do you like spend a bit of time on the background setting up the scene? But if it's going to be in the in the background and there's going to be panels over the top, like uh, speech balloons, it's like I I used to look at the page without the text and think, right, that's a complete page. But then if like a third a third <laughs> yeah. of the panels covered up, why the fuck am I bothering to make that like draw yeah. all the cracks and put the highlights on it? It's just is that something you learned though, Dan? To, for, again, for the just to try and make my, my life easier to yeah. not do that. That's a big part of it, though, isn't it? Finding the shortcuts and making it easier is a way to improve, isn't it? In a way, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. part of it. It's but not like it's not like my, cheating. My yeah. thing is that I don't think people spend 
artists, especially maybe writers, spend enough time doing exercises and putting time aside to work on improving. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like like yeah. a runner. And you're doing all you're doing is well, like a run. warm-up sketch, you mean? So. Yeah, I'm just gonna run, yeah. run, 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 run. That's how we're gonna get better. I'm gonna get running. But if you're a professional runner, you'd do like interval training, you'd do weightlifting, you'd you'd do all this yeah. different type of training to get better yeah. at it. But as an artist or writer, um, I can hold my hands up as guilty as that. I don't fucking do any ex- exercises in regards to kind of art. <laughs> I think I think to be a writer, or... you gotta read, haven't you? That's yes. the old story. Um, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. yeah. You're not Maybe... reading, then you're doing you're not a writer, you're not gonna improve. You need to look to the, you know, great writers and stuff in, in all different, not just in comics. Yeah, you in novels from... and poetry, yeah, and, you know. You can't just read fucking mm. comics. You, no, you got, you, yeah, you... you've got to read other stuff. Yeah, you, think, you've got to take inspiration from all sorts of places. Yeah, even a yeah, news so, article. Do you mean it's a, like a news article make you think? Hang on a minute, what what happened here? And then, and then all of a sudden, somebody's baked into a story. Well, famously, yeah. John Wagner used to get his stories for dread, didn't he, from CFAX headlines? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's genius. Yeah, 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 yeah. because the, the, so good. <laughs> you could take that and like, oh my god, that story's nuts. Like if you looked around the news to try and do Judge Dread stories, I know they changed a bit from what they are. Now yeah, just a jumping off point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you'd look at some stories and think, "Fucking hell, that is nuts!" And then to work that into a Judd story isn't a massive jump. But they say that reality is stranger than fiction. There's definitely stories you read nowadays that's like, "Where the hell did this come from?" Like, like, do you remember? I always laugh at the one. Do you remember Boeing, which was those balloons that yeah. they jump in and jump off buildings on? And I was thinking, "Oh yeah, that that'll never happen." And I was walking <laughs> through the West End, and there's all these kids fucking sucking balloons. Yeah. Why to doing yeah. fucking heroin? What's wrong with you? they're doing those gas canisters everywhere aren't they like also yeah. you see a box and these empty canisters do you like did you enjoy that or like what <laughs> I is went that through, going to the station like on friday morning went through like the car park and there was like two massive great big bags of empty mcdonald's and then two massive canisters industrial canisters or something <laughs> so uh, someone's had a good time there last night i'm not sure <laughs> I'd, I'd have done that but... if, if they if they were artists don't do drugs probably, kids they yeah. would be like discarded sharpies and copic markers yeah. wouldn't they because fucking there's the nothing quite like oh. the smell of a fresh well, marker that's, hmm. what's, it's, what's the other one what's the big chunky markers is it not i can't remember which one is the ones we use on, on advertising yeah. not barrel the one they look like four's hammer is it stadler yeah. Stadler? No. yeah it's a stadler yeah. and you're like and you like you take the lid off yeah. oh, i love the smell of fresh ideas in the morning and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> <finish> your drawing <laughs> I knew there's a reason um, Jack Kirby did all that because he never did yeah. drugs, did he? he? Must have just been the ink. Hundred miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it Kiss who put their own blood into the ink about the comic yeah. about them? Didn't yeah, they, they did, they did yeah. that, didn't they? That's cool. They is were it, the is it kings cool? of self-promotion. Kiss. Yeah, you can say what we're not sure about the kings of music, but don't come at me, <laughs> Kiss fans. <laughs> Kiss fans. We get a lot of Kiss fans on here. <laughs> going, going back to how, how you improve, I think. There's a lot to be said for applying yourself to the project as best you can, mm. making it as good you can and not repeating the mistakes you've previously made. I think there's, if you just start at that point, I think you've got to improve. I don't think there's any way you won't improve, you know, yeah. and then add a lot of what else we've been talking to in there, looking at other great books and, you know, stuff like that, put working that into the mix. You, you apply <laughs> yourself to it. You are going to improve per book, aren't you? Isn't it what you should do? Yeah. You'd yeah. like to. Yeah, it's just kind of cold or something, but you know, there's sometimes I've seen creators that I've absolutely loved and then they've started changing their artwork or something in a, in a direction as up. I'm not as mad on that as the way it used to be, but if that's what you're going to do, that's, that's I think your... we're, I think we're seeing a lot of it these days where 
you know, we think comics artists are rushing something off. Yeah, I think, and you, you, I've put, you know, sometimes I've seen it, you know, online, and people are saying, yeah, but that's because the page rate is lower. And I think there is a bit of that as well. I think apply yourself to what you're being paid. I guess. Yeah, you got to live. It's a tough one that because, like, yeah, I can, I can, I can see both sides of that argument. One for buying yourself the best he can, and one for. I'm only getting 50 quid to do this page. And if I spend seven hours doing it, that doesn't really work out for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. It's it's like one of the artists I love is Ashley Wood. And, you know, they do amazing paintings and, and then they'll do, they'll do, I mean, I love Metal Gear Solid, you know, the game, but also the comic book version. And there'll be, there'll be sketches in, in Metal Gear Solid and they'll go, you know, that's about time. And actually it conveys the speed and the emotion. And then there'll be other comics I might read later and I go, I don't know if it's a story or you're just not applying yourself. Which is yeah. a shame because they're amazing. And yeah. and I think they just need the right story. Like whoever wrote Mel so like the because I because I played the game for you know, I, like every year I not every year, but every time a new game come out, I'd buy the console, complete the game like in in three months and then sell it. Okay. You know. And then if the new one come out and say platform, I'd have to buy the console again and do the same thing. But, <laughs> but, but, the, but whoever wrote the story for Metal Gear Solid comic, the IDW one, they did a great job with the material and what you could add on top of it that gave you a slightly different experience. Um, and I think seeing how how they work and they create this stuff is amazing. I'm, I'm not too sure on the newer stuff. So, you know, I'm hoping they get a really good comic soon to do. That'd be great. But, what so, was that yeah. robots versus what was that one he did? I forget. Zombies, yeah. Zombies, Ro- 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 versus yeah. zombies, yeah. That was yeah. that was great. And I think there's an early period of their stuff, you know, where, where it really works out. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because sometimes we say about artists, we prefer their early work, don't we? It's a yeah, weird one, isn't it? Can't get that. I mean, it's said but about it, Miller I, a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the Miller, the early Miller works are, are amazing. And then you, you know, like, it's like it's like a like Dark Knight Returns brilliant hmm. i've not read two so I, I i'm really i'm really rubbish i'm not a dc person but i love picking up graphic novels over the decades I, I never read two and i look at three and i go i hate it i can't, <laughs> I can't read it and i'm sure it's amazing yeah. or, or it might not be i'm not it's I, not I completely by him it. as well that's the thing he writes a lot of it but uh, yeah, yeah i think yeah. Uh, when i first read two it was like being hit by a cattle prod i was like yes yeah, not for me i don't think i've ever picked that book up since right <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, I really don't. I'm not going to shit on the guy online, but I really don't like Miller's kind of the artwork he's producing nowadays. And that may be because kind of physical ailments or whatever. But I'm not going to go online shitting on him because he's not producing no, something I don't, I don't like anymore. I think, yeah, it's very much just. I, I, I really like his new stuff. Yeah, because it's just, um, it's, it's almost like to me, it's a bit like Miller the Wilderness years, you know, and he's right, like gotcha. putting it all out there. But. Yeah, he's been he's been an artist who's actively sought different styles and experimented and stuff. And I kind of, in itself, I admire that. Yeah, I mean, is that something you would do, Rich? Would you, you know, just do a pen and line, you know, pen ink drawing? And then the next issue, you know, would you change it up completely? And I mean, because because this because this is funny because the the whole style of Lamb and Glam came about because originally I was going to do more like an Ashley Wood ink style with color tones okay. in it. And I was struggling. I, I just couldn't find, I couldn't find a confidence in it. I was talking to one of my friends um, 
It's not a name drop. His name is Adam Buxton, but he's not a comedian. <laughs> okay. But he, he always go, yeah, just say you know Adam Buxton. I'm like, yeah, but you know. But anyway, he's he's a cool guy. And I remember we was chatting. He said, and he said, when are you gonna do a comic, Rich? Because he's a comic comic as well. And I said, I'm gonna do it soon. This was this was before lockdown. And I said, I'm struggling with this style thing. And he goes, What the fuck are you doing, dude? He says, Why aren't you painting it? And my brain right. went, I've not actually thought of that at all. And then and then I started painting it and I found a thing. But ink, ink is where I want to go. I want to I want to do like a different comic later in a different style. Um, but also I think there is an opportunity if there's a backstory to tell. Um in either this or something else where I would, I would mix it up. Like, so whenever we do Kickstarters, you can get ink drawings and, and it's me trying the style, you know, like of sketches and stuff and seeing how I can get it working. So it will come. But, um, I think painterly is sort of what I'm known for at the moment. Okay. Um, so you, and it's different, but I would, yeah. I'd, I'd love to do it. Do you, do you find inspiration by looking at somebody? Cause there is a little bit of a resurgence, that sort of painted comic, isn't it? You know, I know Martin Simmons and, you know, a couple of others. Do you look at any of the the greats? Oh, I mean George yeah. Pratt. I love George Pratt stuff. I know you you mentioned Sinkevich, but anyone else at all? Or oh yeah, I mean, I mean, so so I'm a massive Ian Kennedy fan from from Dan's era, right? From yeah, when okay, Eagle came yeah. out in the eighties, that's I would you know, as young mum ordered the the comic, and I was smitten. You know, I mean, it's a whole the whole comic was was insane, yeah. and I loved Ian Kennedy's work. And especially when there was a part in the story where it was um, the Meccan, I don't know, I don't know how many people read that there, but the Meccan, the, the evil genius big head on a, on a flying, on a floating boat was, was like, I need to find out why I cannot kill this guy. And he goes back and they dig into the history and they do this thing where they go back and look at, because in the comic we I read as an 80s, he was the great, great grandson. Right. And they go back and, and they do their take on Dan Dare. And I was like, this is phenomenal. Because all of a sudden you started getting prints of some of the original works. And then I started collecting, and I've still got them here, the reprints of the 1950s to 1970s down there from Eagle. And the, the artwork is is off the chart. You know, it starts with Frank Hampson, goes through the three yeah. Franks. Frank um, Bellamy, yeah. Bellamy, which was amazing, but he was a completely different style. And then the mm. third Frank, uh, uh, Don Harley, and there was another Frank, I can't remember the other Frank, but, okay. but Don Harley, I think, ends that thing. And, and the painted artwork was just phenomenal. Um, and so, yeah, Ian Kennedy and, and the original Dan Delot as well, just that style was, was just sort of John M. Burns as well. Is, you know, he's still, you know, you still see stuff from him, don't you? And the, um... that John, so it's so John, yeah because that, that painting style John Burns has is amazing I mean because because they're always doing two, I, I don't read a lot of 2008 but always doing 2008 aren't, isn't he aren't they yeah 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 well, have, have you seen the stuff by uh, Martin Simmons at the moment you know yeah I've, stuff, so yeah. so so um, I've got the first one of um, depart, the first trade paperback of Department yeah. of Truth I love Martin Sims, uh, Simmons but also I mean that you know I'm, I'm like that style is amazing but also John Pearson, who I saw at yeah. Comic Con Friday, with yeah. uh, mindset. Oh my God, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. I look at this stuff and I go, "What am I doing?" But but yeah. that's the inspiration to get you to go beyond it. There's so many painted people. Like, uh, what was the, what was the other? Uh, is it Die? D I E? Yeah, um, Kieran uh, Gillen. 
Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's it just got such a such a cool style to it. Yeah, beautiful artwork. I mean, is that is that part of your improvement process, if we want to call it that? Is you know, I I you know I get inspiration. You know, I I see you know I see a writer being interviewed. Nothing. Ah, oh, that's that's just pushed me on to be improved. And I can't sort of quantify how it has done it. It's just inspiration. You know, being inspired by this creator yeah. is you know. I think I think that's part of the improvement process for me as well. You know. It is. It's, it's a way. It's a way of me saying that. Do you know? Because I always, I always think of this stuff as a seat at the table. Do I, do, do I deserve to be here? And I go, and my default is no. So I need to really push and push and keep going. You know, I'll look at, I'll look at comics by. Sorry, I'm rattling because I'm picking up. That's something fine, man. Like no worries. But there's a comic that is, um, uh, Druna, which I think is an Italian art, which is an guy. Italian comic, yeah. and the art, I just look, oh. I might as well quit. This stuff is so good. <laughs> then, yeah. then you go, okay, but why are they good? And then I buy an yeah. anatomy books, which I really should read and reference more. But I think reference is the third is the third thing that you do to improve. Whether it's okay, a writing reference, whether you're reading something or news or you read about a place to go to or whether it's drawing. You know, I like I, I didn't realise that Bill Sinkovich would go out for a day, museums, take reference, photo or different stuff that he would then use to draw from on for some of his comics. And I know more and more people do. I know like a traditional comic artist, more like pencil and inks, they know the forms and this stuff in their mind. So it's easier to do. But when you've got reference for personal moment, I think it just lifts the, the panels you're working on more. You, you're not copying it. You are using the, the physicality, the moment that they're doing. And you're going, right, I'm going to build it in, rather than me just you know trying to work out a, a person i've got no reference hmm. yeah definitely yeah i think people who say they don't they work without reference are probably fibbing aren't they let's face it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need something don't you yeah that that comic i was saying to you was by ephk i won't be able to say this properly it's Moorth valis so m-a-w-r-t-h and then the new word v-a-l-l-i-i-s and it's on it's on Amazon. And if you got that, it's like it's literally like a little less than a five size comic book. It's it's tiny, but it's but there are you go. Wow, that's consistently. I don't think I actually don't think they do anything from um, reference. I think they've got this 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 really cool, amazing style that they find forms easy to draw and dynamic. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, I've got it there. Yeah, I can. I found it. Brilliant. I'm going to go check that one out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, how are you finding the whole process with Kickstarter, mm, Rich? You know, these yeah, sort of yeah. Because uh, you you said you launched a, a sketchbook as a first Kickstarter. That's um that's a hard one to start to launch with. I'm guessing was it? Was that? Yeah. A, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it was interesting because the sketchbook was you know because my sketches there were some inks and in the style you know in the blam glam style where i was experimenting but then there was a lot of paintings including like one of my first because because i paint in oils now as well not 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 necessarily for the comic you know and and some of the rewards are are all paintings that people buy i I do portraits of people as well but i did an a3 painting of blam and glam uh, and an A2 one as well, as the first re- as a key reward in that, and people snapped it, okay. and I was like, oh, "Wow, right. I did not think they'll go." And and you're learning that way. I mean, the, the great thing about Kickstarter is, I think start start small, 
So a sketchbook, if you've already got followers who are following your art or your story or your styles and you want to do some shorts, you know, get something out there. And and and, and it was a good way to learn all the mistakes that you then, you know, you then find how you do things on, on Kickstarters going forwards. I mean, I find it I find it great to I usually start transferring over all the information I had from the previous Kickstarter. I wish there was a button that just says move it over and then I could edit. Yeah. It'd be so much easier. Duplicate, like, campaign. Duplicate, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because it would be like, right, now I've replaced the image, replaced the copy. Whereas now I have to sort of copy, I have two windows open and copy, copy things over. But there's certain shortcuts, like when I think when I did issue one, two, and three, I hadn't listed items. And there's a great thing in Kickstarter where you list items and then you attach them to rewards. Mm. And so at the end, you would then have a list where you go, right, I've got to get 36 of that variant cover printed, 24 of these, seven inks, and, and you go at a glance, right, there's my checklist. And there's functional things that, that are really helpful. But overall, the Kickstarter process I, I find is great. Um, and, and it's just that chance to connect connect with fans. There, there was a really good point somebody made to me the other day. Sorry, I, I, I take no, a comment. <laughs> <laughs> the and 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 they said to me um when i did a when i did a post about a cover i just done for somebody else's kickstarter which was sex cells c-e-l-l-s um and it was a cover i did for that and they, and they they got in touch and they said i love hearing about this from the kickstarter um you know ahead of you posting it on social media and my brain went shit why haven't why have i been posting stuff to social media first when i've got all my backers and yeah. And I, and I publicly then did it in the in the recent update and said, I just want to say it's been pointed out and it's and I'm glad you did because my mind should be here saying you you will see the stuff first, you know because they're paid to 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 be part of it, um, and and beyond it's not just the pain it's the, it's what it means it's that they're willing to take a, an advanced chance on on what you're going to create, and. And that sort of thing helps you realize that how you improve creatively. Also, the, the Kickstarter part of things, you know, you can't see it as it's a functional thing. It's got to be part of the of the creativity process as well. Okay, interesting. And you got, have you got one running at the moment or is it finished or? No, it's it, it finished. Um, issue issue one to six finished. Sorry, I've got it open here. Um, uh, oh, I was hoping it would tell me when when I did it. <laughs> one to <laughs> but six, it finished though, about that's, two months ago. That's, that's good. Hand, one to six is good. One to six yeah. is amazing. Not especially. many comics in the small press last that long, do they, guys? Yeah. You know, no, not yeah. at all. And, and actually, the one to six, the one to X part was a learning as well. There's there's somebody who does a great uh, YouTube. Um, they make their own comics, but also talk about how to get most out of Kickstarter. And they said, "Look," and I'd made the mistake on issue two. I was like, "Issue two? And like people go, "Why well, I've got issue one? I can't be bothered." And they said, "Just list in your title publicly, you know, one to whatever is the current one." And people yeah, go, oh, I can still get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's a win-win, isn't it? Yeah. But that's yeah. the sort of stuff where you go. My brain wasn't thinking that. Yeah, I think uh, the thing with us is we we sort of limit run it run the first issue not even as a kickstarter just to take to a convention so people a lot of people weren't even aware of it oh, cool. so we yeah so we, we did one to do as well seems to have gone down quite well most people have gone for both actually to be fair which is quite good yeah yeah, yeah. some people will buy it in both places won't they mm. yeah yeah it's like there's some there's kickstarters are backed um uh oh what's tracovi tracovi which is by uh 
Oh, sorry, I'm having a serious whole That's right, man. Don't worry. Go do it every um, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get my meds out in a minute. A little bit of electric, <laughs> electric shock therapy will help me. Um, and Dracovi's a great comic, and they got two, issue two, and then they got picked up by a publisher. I think it's Scout. And so I'm like, yep. They're going, and, and so that's the all five issues. Um and then and then release it so there was a gap of about a year and i'm like i'm still buying issue one and two you know because yeah. i've got the kickstarter versions and i want the scout versions so okay yeah that's yeah. good we're all mad in comics aren't we yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair though like sometimes i can be looking at kickstarter all the time and look at my socials and then a comic will come and go and i said like, i completely missed that and yeah. it's real kick yourself it's like i would have bat that in a heartbeat but such is the pace yeah. do you yeah. find though that the, the postage is the killer Oh, totally. Yeah, man. You got to have a distribution point in the US now. You can't just send yeah. single issues out. People, people aren't interested in it. I went to back something from the states the other day, and it was like three times the price of the comic. And I thought, nah, I'll wait to see if it. We need to, to kind of have somewhere because I, I saw something that Nimixon did with like a print on demand. Oh thing. yeah, we need to get into find yeah. out about that. You know, I forgot you posted that through then. So they're yeah. doing a print on demand. The print on demand thing in in the states. So I'm not sure if that means they'll print and distribute in the states. Yeah, that is see. interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because th- that circumnavigates that awful postage that, like you say, there's it's three times the amount of the fucking book and it just kills it. You yeah. can't do it. I don't back physical copies in the States now because I just can't justify that price. Oh, no, have it's you, a killer. Have you found with uh, Blam and Glam? Because uh, the States is um, quite a lot of uh, people. Big business for you, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm just going to say this thing so I don't forget. I found his, I remember his name, Adrian Cleric. Okay. Adrian Cleric. So his stuff on Tricomi is great. Um, I yeah the the I mean the postage I I think I'm I think I'm pretty affordable. Um, so I've so Royal Mail do most of the postage, um, and if it's like a one issue, I can send Airmail the comic for about six pounds. So if I That's sell the bad. comic for eight pounds and it's six pounds, they go, yeah, it's still it's still less than the price of the comic, and actually the comic's quite affordable if I do singles. It's easier when you got more more versions and when you do special covers, you know, it's even it's even better. But yeah, I I, I make sure that at least the standard issue is affordable, both in postage and both in in things. So I, I do quite well. But yeah, I I find there'll be like a comic, and I'm like, yeah, no problem paying twenty dollars for a comic. And then I have to pay forty dollars for shipping, and I'm like, like so. So on mine, I do air mail. I don't go service mail. It takes like a month or two months to get somewhere. It doesn't work. But I do air mail, but I don't do it tracked. And I say, if you want tracked, just spend four pounds on a tracking code, and it goes straight. To, to be honest, that's just the, the cost of raw mail doing it. Mm. Um, and so that way, people go, do I want it tracked or not? It's one comic. It doesn't matter. And if it doesn't arrive, I'll still send it out. I'm not. Yeah, not precious about it. Um, okay. The only thing was a pain was. Did you guys go through the same thing? The beginning of the year with the whole roll mail, yeah. everything is in limbo, and I was yeah. like, "Oh dear God, I've got stuff that's sitting here, and I've got no way of knowing if it's making it through." And it was just the biggest stress ever. But it was got caught with that when affordable. I was putting out Viper too. That kind of whole roll mail thing. I kind of, I, I, I had all this stuff ready to go, and I was like, "Well, I'm just going to sit on this a second before." Yeah. I don't want to stick it in the system. And some people were getting their books like in a couple of days. And other people, it was like weeks. And it's like, well, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Yeah. There's nothing that builds that animosity more than that. Seeing other people get it, is there? Yeah. You know, it's one of the reasons we hate seeing it in the shops before we get it as a backer. You know, it's another reason. Yeah, absolutely. 
But the, but the, when whenever I do the like the special rewards, so if people have paid for either an A3 poster or they're paid to be in the comic, they get an A3 Gicle, like a uh, Gicle print, which is they're stunning. It's like you painted the stuff directly on the paper. And I'll do an unboxing experience of an A3 box. I won't roll it up. I'm not going to put it in tubes. So they open up this stuff, and unfortunately, it uses quite a lot of the a lot of plastic. But I use the Corex plastic sheets, and I'll mount the books all bagged and boarded on on the on the boards sandwiched in between these layers and then their a3 print whatever it is it's in there as well and create a little unboxing experience you know and and the fact that that a3 corex when you've got about four or five sheets of this reinforces the box as well it just means it, it gets there and 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 most of the time people paid for either a like a fast service like a courier service so even to america it's, it gets there in like three days i'm like mine's blown yeah, the Jack Kirby um, Care package is similar to that. Actually, it's quite a nice experience opening it. In mind, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I think, I think that is part of that's again part of how like the first ones I did didn't have that creativity to it. But how you add that experience so you unbox something means mm. it's something that people come to expect and look for. Yeah. What's the so what you got planned going forward, Rich? What's yeah. uh, What's the next thing in the mighty empire of Bam and Glam? <laughs> so so issue seven um every issue is on a cliffhanger you have you got well, an idea well, of the end point is this is this a limited yeah. series or, yeah okay right i thought you had yeah it. so it's funny because like because there the are eight issue um chapters so the first one is issue one two eight the second chapter will be nine to sixteen and it will carry on I, I don't quite know if it carries immediately on or a little bit after. I know I know the overall fuzzy look in the distance goal for that. I, I know what the goal is for one to eight, and it's been the same since the beginning. Right. I think you you probably will go through this as well. You go, I know, I know I'm going to start, I know I'm going to end, and and it'll be a little bit different as you go along. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so that's 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 how that's going to happen. Issue eight will end like um you know like the way the Matrix does. It opens it up for what's about to come. Right. So it's a chance for you to keep going. And and it's funny, there's actually two Blam and Glam stories afterwards. One is carrying on, you know, and see where we go. And the other one is to do a prequel story, which connects to her and why she's the way she is. Okay. Uh, and when I say the way she is, I mean like the way she's dressed and things like that. So it, it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that will that will very most that will very definitely be a not suitable for work. Yeah, I was going to say, is that going to be Blam and Glam, the after hours special? Is it going to be- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But but there's clues about her in, in different parts of the the, the, the comic anyway. Um, although she's she is this person who doesn't know who she is, so she's starting to remember <coughs> things. We got um, asked, yeah, do you get was... do you get weird do you get weird requests? Bear in mind how she looks. You know I, I've had, I'll tell you what I've, I, 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 <laughs> I had a brilliant I had, I had a brilliant request that um, that changed the story in issue five slightly. All right. So, so issue five, you know, I've said about re- like reference is is in, and I won't say why. It's in the Houses of Parliament. You know, right. Dan, you know, because you you've read it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and actually, and it was quite funny. The day the day I actually went to go and shoot that reference, we we had a day where we were running around London, raising awareness for our agency. Like you have an agency day where you're doing good, and we were running. Um, in the name of someone who worked with us, who was amazing, and unfortunately she passed away last year. And so, right. but as we were running and going around, we went around Houses of Parliament and I was snapping away like a trooper. I was like, I was like, you know, she's looking down on me. She's saying, I want you to be able to do this. Get this reference is going to help you with a comic. Cause she, she knew what I did with comics. She was really cool. Right. And, and, uh, 
but it's set in Houses of Parliament. And I knew the overall story in that section. Um, and on the issue before, I, I gave the opportunity for people to be in the comic. And I think there was there was two instances. One of them was, in in that issue, was to be a resistance fighter. And and this guy got in touch and he says, you know, me and my wife, we love comics. We, I'd love her to be in it as a resistance fighter. And he oh, said, no. but is there a chance she could be in a sexy outfit? And I said, Here we go. I said to be honest, there you go. <laughs> and I said, to be honest, that's not the issue for you. But if you want, I could create a reward for issue five and 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 bake her into the and bake her into the story. So it was actually creating a character who, I mean. Uh, I don't know if you already, but Dan knows when you when you read issue five, there's a there's another person that she comes across and there's a hell of power. Yeah, and she's got yeah, like yeah. Yeah. four or five pages. And he was like, yeah, he said to, and he said to me, so what do I do? And I said, well, first of all, she's got to give me permission because they're, they're a photography duo anyway. They, I, I didn't know about them before this. And I said, I, I said, as long as she's, as long as she's signed, are you doing air quotes when you say, her. are you doing air quotes when you say photography couple? Is that what you're doing? No, 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 no. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. See, no, see again. Okay. I, I, I think it's something they both, you know, they both met that way. I think. Okay. And and and, and they and they love that sort of stuff. And I, she, you know, um, and I said, as long as I get a photo of reference of her holding up the, the permission form, everyone has to sign a permission form. Yeah. Then I, I, I know, and and so and I said so 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 they went off and shot different. I gave them sketches of the angles I was after, and all of a sudden got amazing photo reference of her to draw as a character, and and it probably took it probably added it probably changed the story in about four or five pages differently but i think it enriched it because it meant i could create a, a side to glam i hadn't considered so when these things happen i think they give you that that cool opportunity so so yeah um so that was like hey you know so now you can say my wife's in this comic and there's thousands of copies of this around the world and all this stuff um <laughs> Uh, and which is cool but at the same time i also had another one which wasn't it wasn't a weird um request that the same thing from issue four where i said they want to be a resistance fighter one one, one person backed and i said right well, i need a, i need a photo of you standing up be posing like this and he said rich i'm really sorry i'm not going to be able to get you a reference of me standing up i'm in a wheelchair right but i'm happy for you to 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 you know if you draw me standing up and i messaged back and i said you're in a wheelchair if you're open to this, I would love to paint you in the wheelchair. You're going to be in the sand desert thing. So you're going to have an all-terrain mechanized wheelchair that's going to be able to do. And he went, I'm in. Oh, nice. That and so, nice. and yeah. so he's in, he's in as himself with his chair embracing who he is. And that's when I think the, the request is surprised. And I'm like, shit, you've, you've got to, if you're, if you're happy and I'll do it any way you want, but I'd love you to be in with it. And he's like, I want that, and so that's why there's a there's issue six has a has a cool scene with them in the, in the, in the wheelchair moment. Oh, good work, nice. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the, it can be it can be surreal. I've not, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to touch wood now wherever I can find wood in here. I've not had that. <laughs> oh yeah, surreal. oh, oh yeah. <laughs> should be should be hard knowing your art, my friend. That's a different <laughs> issue, isn't it? <laughs> that's the prequel issue. <laughs> but, she, but, but yeah, I've not had a stranger it's like stranger requests so have you um have you put it in front of a publisher at all is that something you would be open to or are you you quite happy doing it yourself i mean the thing is we 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 used to say that all the time and we we, have you put it in front of a publisher but the reality of it is you're going to make less money anyway you put it in front of a publisher (laughs) yeah the 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 thing i considered um 
was because because I've seen people release their own comics and then do like a trade paperback with Image, and I don't know if Image would ever say yes. I've no idea, but but I think that could be good because I've then made the money to make the comic and to keep going, and then people collect a trade paperback edition, which may end up in a far bigger audience type of thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure. It's funny when I was at Comic Con on Friday, I walked past there was a what not stand. Right, yeah, which yeah. wasn't which wasn't what not publishing it was what not rewards and i totally wasn't prepared for this i walked up and i said is, i said uh i said is anyone here from what not publishing and and they were all interns and they were like uh i don't know what it's about and i was like you know what not you know the company behind this same logo i mean oh yeah go and ask for this person and i started asking around this person apparently the, the the guy who created it was there but but they didn't know who he was and they didn't and he knew nothing about the comics oh, and i was like yeah. is he around and I, we can get hold of him and i'm like do you know what i do not know what i'd say to him even if i did i just i just thought it's good to build connections but I, you know i'm not gonna rock up and go hey i've got this amazing comic i, I don't know it's more about going hey just want to chat to you find out more about whatnot but yeah it, it didn't definitely. happen yeah you know we're like with a hard sell in the uk man yeah you know yeah it's worth is it no, I don't like no. it. No, it's it's more. I I much rather build a connection with someone and they go, hey, you know, are you a nice guy? Cool, and then you know you might get remembered later on. Yeah, no, um, that's totally the way to do it. Yeah, but have you have you thought about you know you guys? You thought about approaching publishers? Well, well, I work for publishers. So I kind of see the back end of how it works, mm. and uh, I, I think there's not that many UK companies taking on stuff, and the the door to get in is it can be quite. They, they they will often push it closed depending on certain things yeah. um but i mean the comics we make are actively anti any any establishment stuff anyway so we wouldn't it's just it's not it's just in our sort of raison d'etre we wouldn't want to be published by anyone else Ooh, well, you, you know. raison d'etre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can, can you imagine a, a publisher getting getting a hold of our comic and going you know you kill the bloke with the cock in page two of issue one yeah can yeah. we remove the cock yeah. you know what i mean no i I think yeah. that would be a big thing now, like image, like especially if you've read <laughs> what's it? Uh, oh, what is it? What's lovesick? They'll be like, yeah, oh, okay. shit. Can, can can you make it bigger? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I've I've, I've interrupted you because you. Was no, no, it's fine. Uh, that's, I mean, that's how we feel about it. I just, I don't know. I just having been at meetings where we talk about comics and stuff, and they go, oh, well, perhaps we get to do this, and you know, we thought about this in it, and we're like, uh yeah fucking just sucking <laughs> all the life out of me do you know what i mean it's like is, is that know. the british side of things is that us going we're very reserved we're very british you know well whereas maybe. actually you talk to americans and you go make it as crazy as you like we're in i think some companies will i mean obviously the ideal for a lot of a lot of this on here it would be fanographics wouldn't it because you know they've done stuff you know jordan courtley have done stuff you know like prison planet and all that sort of thing mm. you know so uh, i think there is but I, I think there's a lot of companies who are frightened of putting stuff out these days mm. I'd I like think, to think we're turning the corner on that, but I can. I would like to say that. So. We say that. We've been definitely the case. You and I have been saying that for about three years, Dan. I'd like to yeah. think we're turning the corner on that. I mean, maybe in some areas it is, you know. But I mean, what? I don't think any of us at this table do a comic which probably somebody on the internet wouldn't find a reason to criticise. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. that's what they're afraid of. You know, this, they just want this anodyne bullshit stuff that uh, seems to be sort of but all over you, the place. If that criticism, you don't you don't react to it or act in any way to it. It's got no power at all. It's yeah. just, okay. If you don't like yeah, it, no. there's a million things I don't like, but so a lot what? of them are just little girls complaining, aren't they? Let's face yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, it's funny. I, 
I, I had someone complain about when they read issue uh, issue three when I introduced a character called Monarch, and and they're going, "Oh no, you've gone completely off the rails. You've gone totally woke on this stuff." And I'm like, "No, all I'm doing is I'm for me. I I have lots of people from all sorts of backgrounds, and I want." I want them to know that I that, that they're a part of my life and they're part of the things I create. Hmm. And and I go, but you've got no problem with a woman walking around with her tits out, just wearing a piece of bust, you know, wearing a, you know. And and I think that's partially yeah. what what Blam and Glam does is it's an entry way to for me to tell a story I want people to, which is about other people. It's not. I don't think it actually is a story about her. She just happens to be the vehicle. Hmm. I mean, where I can you- then talk about things. Do you think the cheesecake is a draw to explain other stuff then? Is that is that kind of where you're going with it? Yeah. It's it's yeah. like if I said oh, I'm doing a sci-fi book and you go like, there's a billion of them. Mm, if I go yeah. there's a woman wakes up in the middle of London, you know, half naked apart from covering the things I mean, that we're, we're required to cover, <laughs> then then I then I, I grab an audience and then hopefully I, I take them on a journey that they may not yeah. have read yeah somewhere else when I mean, you know press release if your press release said lady wakes up half naked in futuristic london i mean i mean, I mean. Saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you only have to look at the front page of the comics of kickstarter and all the ones that are doing big numbers and that yeah. story plays out time and again yeah, yeah but to yeah. to twist the you know to keep get people on board with that and then twist and their keep you know perceptions elsewhere yeah. i think it's i think it's a good thing you know I think it's mm. a bad thing at all mm. yeah. no yeah yeah, yeah. So where can people go to find out more about your comics and your work and to get on board the Richard Morgan train? So, so, that's, <laughs> so they could they could they could uh, they could buy they could buy a return ticket <laughs> from <laughs> There's no return, Richard. There's no return Richard. Brilliant. Uh, uh, most people have a one way ticket. Um you can go to um Instagram and I am Richard A morgan so the letter a in the middle just to differentiate myself although although he's not on instagram differentiate myself between richard k morgan who i keep getting complimented about they keep saying we love your books your sci-fi books and <laughs> and you have a series on netflix and i'm like shit have you heard something i haven't yeah. but, um, <laughs> he's a great but, <laughs> He's a yeah. so i'm like I'm, I'm like richard a morgan or one word on instagram on twitter I am Morgo, and I'm having to look this up at the same time because I'm very bad with, with my Twitter handle. It is Morgo Comics, one word, M-O-R-G-O Comics um, on Twitter. And you'll see, uh, I think it's more comics on, on, on the Twitter side. So it's conversations and connecting with people and seeing the work and things like that. Mm. On Instagram, it's a mixture of portfolio where it's about painting and comics, but also other paintings where i painted cosplayers all sorts of people um and predominantly the comic as well yeah there's there is a website but i don't use it i don't sell on it so if people are interested look out for the kickstarter i'm on kickstarter um just search blam glam and most of the time it will come up uh you'll see you'll soon tell the difference between me and any other blam glam things on there um but we can do you know i do back issues i've, I've actually uh, you guys on the call have seen that i'm surrounded by an amazon warehouse of, <laughs> of spare <laughs> issues um so yeah, i've got a poster do, of I, soup cans so i like that that was good yeah the soup i see the soup cans is is my friend um who i work with <laughs> uh mark mordecai he, he he he's a big pizza nut and he painted these cans and and the retailers of the cans got well excited by you know he's big on instagram so he's cool. right okay um, yeah. and and he sent me the print as a friend he said and i and i went i know exactly where i'm going to put that 
and it's where other people can see his wares. So, yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah, if you're interested, sign up for the Kickstarter. I think the new one I'm going to kick off end of July, issues one to seven. Right. Pretty soon, um, man. Yeah, you're kicking yeah, along with soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, issue six, the, the variants have arrived Friday, Saturday, arrived Saturday. And I'm waiting for the LIFO prints of the, the standard issue to arrive. It's about 1,300 copies of that coming. But that, that's how I've got spares for future people. So everyone pretty much gets the first edition. But yeah, just get in touch. I can always do PayPal or just wait for the Kickstarter. Real. Fantastic. Nice. Brilliant. Yeah, guys, go, it's go absolute forth. blast. I've actually I've got jaw ache from smiling so much. And there you have it. Another new creator, a new voice to add mm-hmm. to your well, nice dude. Yes. Well, yeah. nice dude. Yes. Thanks, yeah, Rich. Yeah. Thanks again, Rich, for joining us on the show. And uh, um sending those comics our way because they are And do you notice really he passed good. our test where he actually asked us about ourselves? Yeah. One of our favourite <laughs> things that a guest does. Yeah, because <laughs> we love talking about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we created the show. No, 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 no. Yeah. no well, we... if you're having a conversation with someone, the, the uh, courtesy is to say, "Oh, how are you doing?" Or what yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we have on this yeah. show. We have conversations. Normal people. We don't yeah. have we yeah. don't have sort of like formal interviews. They're comic com- no. comic com- conversations. I have a real fucking problem saying. I had those three interview questions, didn't I? I told you about. Which one? I, I do you know what? Every time I can't you, repeat them. I can't. When, when you say things like that, I'm always terrified of what the answer will be. Do you remember when I told you I was going to do some interviews to work, and I said the yeah. first one be where do you see yourself in five years? No, do you remember I told you? Yeah, yeah. Can't repeat it. No. You have to remind me after the show. But I tell you what, we okay. can repeat, or at least yeah. should be repeated. Is uh, do we have any shout outs, gents? We have. Dan, do you want to do the? Uh, yeah, the this week's uh, ACP boss of the week. Yeah, do you, do, you want, special... do you want to say it with a bit of vigor, Dan, and then I'll just put an effect on your voice? The the ACP boss of the week. Good, that right? that's good. Or, so or you can say it like that. Though. Or just say it like that. <laughs> the, Dan's special segment, as we call it. Um, so <laughs> that's that's completely different. Thing, but it's a, it's a, Dan's special. The so this is uh, Craig Shields, one of the our valued Slack members and a listener, long term listener. Thanks, Craig. So he has created a page where you can go and look at all the books that we recommend and review. Mm. How cool is that? Something that we are clearly too lazy to create ourselves. He is, and people have been nagging us to create on the Slack. Yeah. Um, but uh, good old Craig, he's done it. You can go to um, uh, acp-recommends.vercl. Is it Versil? Is that how you do it? Uh, dot app. We're going to put it on the show notes going forward. Uh, yeah. You might be able to put it on the Twitter uh, oh, that's true. Stick in the Twitter, uh, and it's also um, it's on the Slack, so you can find so it. On you there. click on it, and you'll get a kind of a whole page of the comics we recommended. If you click on the comic images themselves, you'll go to the the author's website or uh, where how you can cool buy it. is that? That is amazing. Yeah. Good. Old, thanks, Craig. That is awesome. Really yeah, appreciate that, that, such that a, mate. Thank such a good you, talk. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I've Maybe got a load of other ones. Fucking uh, badges made for these people. Oh, we need to do the good egg badges again, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got some other shouts. So, um, firstly, selfishly, tomorrow myself and that chucklehead will be doing a deep dive on the god of manga on NIA. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Tom always nice. brings the heat. Tom's good egg. Um, we're into the last two days of Dirty Basement 1 and 2. Um, 30, just after when you get to listen to it, so I guess it'll be about 36 hours left. Um, it's unlikely we'll reprint them, so get on the Kickstarter and order them. Yeah, um, They're very cheap. 
Uh, next up, we've got some listeners who've written in. Scott Snyder presents Tales of the Cloakroom Volume Volume Two. This is an anthology of comics by students on Scott Snyder's writing course, and you can now sign up to the launch page on Kickstarter. Kickstarter. You can find them on Twitter at Cloakroom Comics and on Instagram cloak, cloak, at Cloakroom Comics. It's managed by Jason Holtzman, Logan Rogers, and Ben O'Grady. Um, Keep your eyes open for the anthology boxes, which is also on a sign-up page on Kickstarter at the moment as well from a third press and Stephen over there. That's a great, great anthology on a new anthology from the UK Small Press. Shaman Kane 9 is out from Dave Brown at my arrived today. I think Dave's been at Lawless, isn't he, today? Is I think right? he has, yeah. He's been yeah, Dave's, Lawless. Dave Table's head, isn't he? We saw him last time we were there. Um, I got my copy along with a great... He, he, he sends you, I don't, think, I don't think everyone, just special cases like me and Mr Bunce. Got um, we get some art with it as well, which is really cool. Our buddy Andrew Hempel is offering free small press tables at Hull Comic Con on July the 15th. Um, he's already got uh, get this art 92, Damon and yes, Helena, yes. Dave Hingley, Gareth Slightholm, Lee Bradley, and more. But if you contact him at Scaro Media, S K A R O Media at hotmail.com, you can uh, speak to him about turning yourself. The thing is, I like Andrew. Andrew's a top geezer. I've got to tell you, um, having I went to the Bridlington one and we had a we had a few jars together. And he admits that this is a convention that does have, you know, people are in Star Wars, people are in Doctor Who, stuff like that. And it has Funkos. But what it also has, it has a great um, back issue section. And he also is doing the right thing for small press. And if you want to go, he will give you your table for free at it if you're a small press creator. And I think there's nothing better than that. You know, I think I think That's he's doing the right thing. Amazing, there. yeah. Good egg, yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, Rosalka, Whispers of the Forest, is a Slavic horror comic, a folk horror comic that is created by Camilla, and it's, it looks absolutely breathtaking. It's being kickstarted at the moment by our, by our buddies over at Strange Publishing. Um, this is going to be the hotness. I think this is something you need to get on. Um, Stone Cop from Nick Bryan and Phil Appy is about 10 days to go, and I think it needs a little push, almost yeah. there, a little push, but um, Nick's, Nick's a buddy of ours. He always makes good comics. Go and get on that. Um, shout out shout out to um Eddie and Falpy, who I um I lived dangerously with and we went for a Chinese in Soho on Friday night. Um and we had a we had a good chuckle at that. And my final one, I think, is yes, yeah, thanks to Cliff, Mr. Cliff Keith Cumber, um, uh, for mentioning us on the long box substack and also in the Frederick News Post. Look yeah. at us in American newspapers. Mm. Um the it is 72 hours column, which you need to sign up for the long box. If you look up Cliff Cumber or the long box and Substack, you can sign up for free and you get loads of good stuff. I think he's put about three out this week, actually. It's a really good one to sign up to. Definitely check yeah. out his Instagram as well. Cliff puts yeah, he's great on that one. There. Where do you get that flat cap from? I don't know what's going on. I like <laughs> peaky blinders in that hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. There you go. There, mine, guys. Do Two, yes. Uh, upcoming project by a friend of the show, Sarah L. Miles. Uh, no Escape from Vida Ventura. Uh, Heaven oh, yeah. is a Prison with Psychotic Angels as Guards. Isabel is dead, but she has a plan for that. A sci-fi stroke afterlife thriller that's uh, going to launch at some point. Good to see Sarah is still alive as well, because you know yeah. we were worried about her welfare at one point. She was hanging around at John. So... <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> B Mac a Babe, an intimate self-shot Ooh. collection of sexy imagery from uh, Jamie Me, the uh, creator of uh, many comics, which I'm just blanking on. But that's got <laughs> that's, that's got 50 hours to go. If anyone can you remember Jamie, what comics Jamie's done? He's done B Mecca. Uh, he's done Start Over and uh, a plethora of other titles. I'll, I'll go recommend checking those out. Right. So do it. 
Uh, and that's the end of the shout outs. Well, no, I've got one. From me. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. Uh, <laughs> what is he doing this week? I was yeah. to Dan this week. Yeah. Our buddy Dave Hingley uh, got in touch. Um, there is a new anthology that launches on the 30th on Zoop. It's called uh, Comics from the Kitchen, which is a, a unique combination. It's a cookbook slash comic anthology, and it's got 20-odd, uh, 20-plus amazing stories and uh, loads of recipes as well. So check that one out. And, um, if you want to know more about Zoop, then uh, listen to our last episode. Because it's there you go. Fascinating. When he good last week, Jordan? When he yeah. good? Great. Yeah, yeah, really uh, good. All the tweets we sent out promoting the show, he was engaged in them, retweeted them. It's fantastic. Yeah, nice guy as well. Stayed on where to chat. Yeah, what a ledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really yeah. nice bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of uh, more comics, you need to check out. Um, it's time for the reviews and recommendation section mm. of the show. Groovy. Now, Tony, how we've got like- one that we're all going to go in on, aren't we? So I thought I'll start. Let's lay- let me lay the ground, and then we can all. Did you read this one, D? Uh, yes, yes, it good. Is. So we can have a read of it. So we'll have a little chat on it once. I, I'll explain what it's about. So it's the Hunger in the Dusk issue one, um, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Chris Wildgoose, colours are by M. Sasick, letters by Simon Boland. I think the Simon letters all the comics actually. Um, edited by Maggie Howell. It's an IDW book released at the start of July. We got sent an early copy. We were very lucky enough because obviously we're buddies with Chris. Um, and thanks to him for sending it through. There's a couple of variant covers. Um, now I'm going to start this off before I explain to you what the story is. This is a this is a fantasy book, very much mm. in the sort of orcs, Dungeons and Dragons area of the world. I'm not a massive fan of that stuff, but this got me by the balls. There now, mm. um, so don't if you think oh, I'm not into fantasy, you you will still like this. Um, there's a couple of variant, variant covers. It opens with two human boys and they're scrumping apples and and climbing a tree. When they look across and they see three warrior orcs riding towards their village, the orcs and humans are at that time at war with each other. Um, and the the kids like uh, sh- shit their pants and run off, and the farmers and it, you you get this sort of dynamic of the humans and the orcs being at war. The, the orcs are much larger creatures; they're not quite as disgusting looking as you see in the Lord of the Rings films. Mm. You know, there's sort of there's, there's a touch of the samurai possibly about them, and there's some great banter between the three the three characters there. Um, there's there's sort of hints, isn't there? There's, there's a blight on the land, and yeah, it's affecting the humans a bit but it's affecting the orcs quite a lot more so they're yeah, pushing they're, down south because they're pushing through past where the standing yeah. stones are which we see in a minute aren't they yeah because um, their land they can't farm it anymore so they have to kind of move to greener pastures literally yeah but what what we do what g willow and um the, the goose do here is they set these characters up to being interesting and then they are very suddenly attacked hmm. and what happens is um you realize that the humans the orcs have a common foe called the ones who left aka the vangal and the story shifts to six months six months in the future and there's they're at that aforementioned set of standing stones which used to be the border between the humans and the the orcs which has been pushed back and there's also a group there called the clerics who you begin to wonder there's more to them than meets the eye i don't think they're quite right of the three of them you think they're perhaps the most duplicitous aren't you 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 begin to suspect what they're about and you realize that this vangal are an invading force they come from the direction of the ocean so i think they come they come from another landmass sort of thing um and the humans and the orcs and the clerics have to team up together to defeat them and this is like the meeting point of it and there's one bunch of humans who are sort of known to be survivors and the orcs almost respect them don't they, they say look i'm gonna the, the daughter of one of the orcs who's a healer is given to the humans and the orc says 
I trust you because you fucking you lot survive. You know yeah, how to fight. Yeah, one, one, one of my um, favorite bits of dialogue in it. And this book's rife with amazing dialogue. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, like the hero of the book says, "I'm just a bastard." This is the dialogue. I'm the bastard son of a farmer. Why would you trust your own kin with a man too stupid to run away when he knows he's beaten? And the response is, you protected your people when you thought it would cost you your life. A man too stupid to run away is the only man kind of... Ain't that a great line? Yeah. yeah. Ain't that a great line? Yeah. Yeah. So I fucking good. love that, man. Yeah. Um, to, to, so I won't go where it goes there, but it goes off. So what it does is, this is essentially a setup issue, but yeah. this is a setup issue that manages to um, set the background, set the characters, give it a certain dynamic, and have lots of action in it as well. This is a full meal of a first issue. Yeah, Don't oh God, just yeah. think this is a yeah. fucking setup because it's not. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, that's how you mystery. do a first it, issue. It keeps mystery as well. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, it reveals little bits. It teases yeah. you, doesn't it? It sucks you into the story. Yeah. It sets up certain rules as well. There's a rule to things, isn't there, to yeah. who's who and what they can do and stuff like that. And But it also ups the stakes and the danger. And you begin to think this is an absolute fucking fight for survival here. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you can tell also as well how much the goose is reveling in this because I know he got to design these characters. He was loving it because you know since we we saw him obviously kind of yeah. we we fell in love with his work around porcelain, didn't we? Yeah. You know that sort of. This is a much more sort of violent setting compared to summer porcelain, but he sets up character and he also he, the costume designs spot on in this. You know, everyone yeah. is distinct. Um, the clerics have got this sort of blue robe thing going on, haven't they? Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. The orcs um, have a kind of armor style and kind of clothing style, and that, which is yeah. different to the humans. They don't look like they've all been done by the same wet workshop. If you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's not the standard big tusks sort of orcs no. as well that we. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. There's a personality to them, isn't there? Yeah. 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 And I'm sensing some lady orc human romance down there. Yeah. Right? Yes. They oh, telegraph totally. they telegraph that with um, the the copy that we the review copy. One of the variant covers telegraphs that. Which right. Is, okay. It's kind of like mm, I could have done without knowing that, but you kind yeah. of you can okay. tell. Okay. There's a moment towards the end you begin to sense it, don't you? You yeah. know, you almost yeah. w- will it. You want it to happen, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Because she is that, a, she is a healer of immense power as well. Yeah, so I would. This that yeah. could be a play. You, you don't know. Like yeah. that could be fake out. So yeah. yeah, yeah. What this book doesn't exist without the D and D. Like I say, revival, but the upsurge of that. Yeah, it, I think so, man. I yeah, said it yeah. when I sent it to you, didn't I? I yeah. said you two are D and D. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna dig this. Yeah. And like, but it's totally. It feels like these guys have made their own homebrew world, and this is a story within that world. In that book, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're, there's certain like with the clerics and healers and and magic and the different tribes and stuff yeah. like that. But it has an important thing that I think a lot of fantasy stories should bear in mind, stories in general, is it is very open to anyone being on a read. Like like Tony, oh, to- Tony, yeah, Tony yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in the world. Because a lot of these stories that we all know, whether it be the D&D, whether it be the Tolkien universe, whether it be Conan, you know, there are these certain things that you know that if, you, if you're aware of these kind of things, it should, should make it easier for you to jump into this world. And I mean, to me, man, it's about people no matter yeah, what we're reading exactly. it has to be about personalities people and they may be orcs or whatever but they're still people to me yeah and they've still got personalities and i think that's the art of a good writer first and a, and a good artist next you know is to to interpret those personalities and put yes. them on the page and i actively like 
and feel for these people already through issue one, which I think is a good thing. That's a hard thing to pull off. Yeah, often, yeah. You know? and it's also the it's the it's the classic tale of um, two um, cultures or ideologies that don't exist that have to come together for a common cause, which is survival. It just seems yes, like yeah. we need to come together. Like, never mind everything else. If we don't stick together. We're done. This is done. Something's happened. Yeah. But I mean, but it, there is, all, of course, hints to mysteries to come as well. Like, you know, something kicks off towards the end of the issue and someone goes, How did that? This shouldn't be happening. You yeah. you got to read it. For, you know, I'm, I'm skirting around the lines because it's. You, got you don't want to spoil it all. I mean, it's the first yeah. one. So the way, that, the way that they're running it is he's doing, I think it's going to be six issues with the first part of it. And then, it, then you're going to get a couple of months away from it. Then it's going to go back to the next issue. So almost like a Hellboy esque yeah. model uh, to it, you know, sort of yeah. thing. But the, I know, I know a lot of it is complete. I can't say too yeah. much because yeah. Chris, I didn't ask him if I could say. But the, a lot of it is complete. This Brilliant. is a fucking job of absolute love by Wagner. Mm. So I've got to tell oh, you. Oh yeah, the artwork is fucking I tell you what, it's a. He, I mean, I know he's been looking forward to doing like full on fantasy like this for a long yeah. time. That's that speaks to it. Um, I think everyone that's worked on this book, it's a book of love for them because it's like it feels like a bunch of people who have come together go to sort of say, right, okay, let's write something we fucking love. But if you know they're putting books out, like if they're all putting books out of this quality, we wouldn't. Yeah, I don't agree, think there'd man. be any problems. Yeah. yeah, agreed. I hope they do. Like I was saying to them, they better do a fucking nice hardcover. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's great. Um, Even when I saw the cover, I was like, yeah. Christian, because like you got the porcelain, the Art Nouveau kind of stylings yeah and it's lovely it's I mean, such a ne- great never mind the fact that chris is like one of our great loves of our lives um <laughs> but but uh, when when i saw like you know when he... so, a text message says all right you wanker was a yeah, text yeah. Message said to me. <laughs> yeah yeah um but as soon as i like you say tony it immediately sort of ticked my boxes as soon as you went when we saw the initial mm. one but this is seriously been a book i've been looking forward to from the very first since he sort of secretly told yeah, us about it, didn't say, he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, right, okay, this is. I think this is going to be amazing. Um, I'm not. I haven't read too much of G Willow Wilson stuff, but I will say in this book, it's fucking amazingly written. She knows how to tell a story, man. Just I'm so, I'm so pleased. It's There's a lot so of fucking good. people out there she could give a fucking talk to about yeah. doing a first issue. Yeah. yeah. Also, let's not hold back on the fact that the final order cutoff is this week for this book. Yeah. So you need to pre-order it. Because it's not in. a Marvel, you may not, you know, it's an IDW book, so not everyone will stock many of them if it's any at all. So you need to pre-order, pre-order, pre-order on this one. Go yeah. and do it. I've done it. So, yeah. Another yeah, thing, definitely. I like a shout out to like the Colours by Masic, um, obviously, because there is, there's a softness to it. Even even like in the in the dark bits, and there's some there's some real like crimson and bloodletting and stuff like that. But it's never overpoweringly bright it feels very naturalistic. I was very impressed yeah. by the whole thing. Just so good. So good. Cool. There you go. Uh, no better recommendation than that one, guys. Go and uh, get yeah. it. And I, well, I think everyone on the community should do that. Yeah. Get, Wild get, Goose get knows what our PayPal is, doesn't he? he doesn't yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, <right. laughs> I think he, he did your Twitter profile, didn't he, Vic? He did indeed. He, he drew that indeed. picture of me holding a baguette and, and riding a um, unicorn, didn't he? Do you remember? Yeah. Yep. Oh dear, he's one of the best. We love he him. draws a great yeah. baguette. But I tell, you, I tell you, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, everyone on this book has the highest of fives for me because it's it's already one of my. I've got to read it <laughs> mm. as soon as it comes out. So yeah, 
high, high recommend, Tony. High, who's, high recommend. who's next? Baby Cakes? Dan, I can you... go. Yeah, go on, Dan. This is one of the ones I've uh, I've put aside and, and read through this week. I kind of scanned it before, and I was like, I'll give this a go. Uh, Steamroller Man is a oh, superhero yeah. comedy about a gung-ho, happy-go-lucky hero with a huge head. Fans of the Tick <laughs> Venture Bros. and well, the 19... Yeah, <laughs> Batman TV show will enjoy this hilarious all-ages adventure created by animation veteran uh, Matthew Schofield. Oh, Schofield. Oh. That's a name that's... Uh, Passionate name. Around. <laughs> So, <laughs> I love how he just stopped you both in your tracks. <laughs> so, Steam, I miss him. I fucking love this comic. It's so good. It's kind of like the line work on this is lovely yeah, as well. Really, the, the line it. work and the writing is just so so. It's kind of reminiscent of uh, like the, the sort of the Bronze Age. Would it be Bronze Age tea? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, uh, or maybe the sort of black and white. Um, uh, when the you know when we've got the turtles and all that sort of thing. That's yes. Of, era there's a there's a touch of the mad magazine about it to me oh as well, totally in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah so in this issue uh steamroller man goes up against uh the sugar daddy and he's uh <laughs> golem gingerbread golem and through the first uh initial bit of the, the book you see uh the sugar daddy creating uh the the golem and <laughs> he's got a book on the uh, candy mancy to help bring this golem to life and he, he like puts a giant love heart in his chest before he bakes it that says obey and from then on the, the golem does what he does and uh you cut to steamroller man uh in his clark kent guys but he's literally like a normal man but with a steamroller like the wheel and the, the unit holding it so th- there's no disguising for a head so there's yeah. no disguising who he is. And he's got a massive pair of glasses on, like the Clark Kent kind of 1950s hat. And the glasses make his eyes look fucking massive. And wherever he goes in the city, everyone's looking at him like, what the fuck? And he goes around like doing this song and dance routine about how great uh, Kurtzenberg City is. And it's, it's not really great at all. It's quite horrible. And he's in love with it. And the, well, essentially, the uh, sugar daddy goes on a crime spree with the, the golem to attack a certain building, and then Steamroller Man has to kind of like jump into action. And like I said before, if you're kind of like a, a fan of the Tick and stuff like that, you'll really enjoy this comic. Uh, I had such a blast with it because usually when you do superhero fun superhero comics, you like you may get like two or three laughs per issue yeah. if you're being generous. Yeah, yeah, and this is like they're they're, they're throughout. It's they got it's some... like ambush bug, isn't it? It's just bang, 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 joke, yeah. joke, 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 yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. And the sugar daddy does so much uh, like sugar and cake and bakery puns. It's <laughs> gold. So uh, I, I can't recommend enough. It looks like a drawn and quarterly or a fanographics or something like that. Definitely, sort of, yeah. yeah, top shelf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can read this for free on globalcomics.com global comics with a c-o-m-i-x forward slash c forward slash steamroller man or you could just uh google it and it'll pop up i'm quite intrigued about uh global comics because it's a platform where you can host web comics but also buy the physical copies through them that's interesting not too unlike comic house but obviously you can they host the web comics so you can download the digital version you can buy a print version you can also read the, the comic online and it also has the ability for people to comment on the might comments. Might be worth us talking to them, seeing what they're about. Yeah, I think they might be a good yeah. shout because mm. they've 
popped up quite a lot. Like it says, it's special sale, one year unlimited reading, sixty nine nine. But I'm not sure what that entails. So it might be a bit more looking into the site and seeing what they can. Oh, wow, you can even do people bloody put commissions on there. Okay. So, mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. So uh, go check out Steamroller, man. I, I really enjoyed it. There's three issues on there. I'm looking forward to reading this. this. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa? Uh, my one is one that was sent in for review called uh, Shades of Green. Um, now, this is from Scratch Comics. Uh, writer, creator, and editor, and letterer, Lanier Burton. Penciling, inking, and coloring, Chris Hebaya. And cover artist, Samantha Gear. As always, apologies if I've murdered anyone's name. Well, I was just saying that then. Um, this is a 36-page sort of sci-fi. I want to say, is it a one-shot? Is it part of something else? Um, but what this basically is, is a tale within an intergalactic war. You, you see a, a pair of parents, one of which is basically conquering and ruling planets, going from planet to planet, just starting wars wiping out populaces and taking over these planets and uh this is axel and uh, his wife uh Paol or Paoli. um she is the mother of a character called oblivia and but she is someone who is struggling with the actions of her husband and, and the man she loved um because she was sort of caught up and then they raised a child together, but now she like she wants out. She wants to go back to the light. It's clearly like there's a villain, and there's a hero, and they've got a child together. Um, okay, and, and that That's sort of plays out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the daughter is caught in the middle of it. Um, but you do kind of see that the daughter is veering in one direction rather than the other. I don't want to say too much as it goes on. Um, firstly, this is a greatly put together comic uh, in like the artwork itself it you know to speak of the art and the coloring it is it is vibrant these are alien races i mean there's a it's definitely comic book styles that we're used to you know you see like comic book like costumes and uh soldiers etc um there is vibrant sort of science fiction effects there's there's things that are a little bit you know i can see like bits of like marvel and image but then like there's certain elements that remind me of like june or something like that you know yes. okay you know things things like that you know the huge beasts and things that are going on and there's brilliant insectoid like designs is like this axle just white you know it's just going in and he's just obliterating these poor creatures that the creatures that are designed they look like i mean pretty much everything in this looks like an awesome action figure as well um right. you know the aliens that are being taken out are like insectoids and the designs of all these characters is great it does have, you know, when you get past certain bits of action, you then get the the sort of familial sort of dynamics where you see that all is not great behind the curtain. Um, and interesting dynamics between, like, mother and daughter and father and daughter, which builds up to a certain point. Um, I'm trying to say this all without giving anything away. Um, <laughs> but it... it, it rolls along at a certain uh, at quite a pace i never i never lost sight of where i was going in it um i was sort of in by by the end of this issue i wanted to see more of what was going on and and to find out what was going on in this world now 
the issue sort of ends with two words saying the end it felt to me like you know i wanted more of this which ties into some of the things you know um constructive criticisms that i that i mm-hmm. have for the issue and this is purely you know we we have very kindly received this this issue um from from the guys uh, from scratch and lanier yeah. himself and and i will say like his writing is you know i love the dialogue of it and the way it, i com- com- completely follow what was going on mm. um i think the issue that i had was i was dropped in it immediately and i wasn't quite sure what this world was um sometimes and i and i think this is with some big you know you get some big grand concepts like take a dune book for instance a dune comic right if you if you're reading a spin-off of a dune comic you kind of got to tell a reader who doesn't who doesn't have any concept of what the world is yeah you've got yeah you've got to it's like foundational there's is this one you were saying v that is a spin-off of another title but you weren't quite aware of it when you got into it so yes is that yes. the point oh, okay yeah, okay yeah, yeah, another yeah. one yeah. so it, it it could a title like this could benefit um from having a just a page of like you know having that sort of what is it that star wars scroll or, or you know the conan bit just to say just to let you I mean, know marvel do it all the time now man yeah, you, know, you, yeah. you can't buy marvel or dc comic without some kind of explanation yeah. page yeah, yeah. and really. i think that's beneficial to a lot of indie creators as well because certainly when you get in the when you want to get the book out to a lot of people i've gone in and i don't know i don't know the other issues i i would like to read the other issues in this series now because this is a this is almost a, an origin of a character from the um true science fiction series okay. um which i think i think they may be i'm not quite sure whether they're hero or villain i also don't want to say because i don't want to spoil anything uh, um <laughs> but this this is a character that is in that series i had no concept of that um okay. which, is, which is probably sorry is this a web comic or is it a physical comic this is a physical comic um, right okay from the from scratch comics guys um they just they got a real passion for making comics um, they're not necessarily going to kickstart or anything like that. They just want to make as many comics as they can, lots of different sort of genres and stuff. And Shades of Green is obviously the first one we've seen of it. Um, but I think it would a title like this would benefit from having maybe having a little backstory in into the potential world, especially if you're building. This is a grand sci-fi opera world. This isn't right. small. This isn't small scale kind of things. It is. We're talking. A planet conquering planets and different kingdoms and speech you know species and things like that um so i think just to make it easier on the reader i think titles like this would benefit and i know some there are a lot of indie comics that, that do this don't they this you when when a new reader like us picks up an issue if we're lost to begin with you know you just sort of think well what is this what does any of this mean you know, you you, you yeah. might you might lose their attention. Um, for me, the strength of the writing that Burton does kept me going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was okay. like, right, okay, yeah. I know I know where I am. I know the beats. This, you know, the action. So it wasn't right. enough of a sort of frustration. No, that, yeah. that can happen. Can't you go? Oh, fucking yeah. got clues. Doing what it is. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there there was enough. You know, there was still it rolled along, and I kind of knew I just wanted to keep going. Um, but some books do suffer from that, don't they? Like when you read. Oh man! Like, uh, yeah, completely. Yeah, and put off Marvel comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think sometimes um, indie creators 
we we have and i say this as a we the royal we that we all have to remember that most people don't know what our comic worlds are about so you do have to every new every book is a new reader isn't it everyone is discovering this book whether it's issue two issue three if it's a spin-off if you want to get them hooked into your world tell me a little bit more about that world it doesn't have to be pages of prose just give yeah. me a little, you know, a little synopsis of where we are, you know, just to, you know, it was a time of war, you know, all of that, <laughs> you know, that, that that classic Conan sort of bit at the beginning that as soon as you hear, you just think, right, I know where I am, let's go. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, the book would have benefited from that. Um, the lettering for me um, is almost too in your face for a lot of it. Um, and okay. there's, there's certain boxes that I, I like that the characters have a green speech bubbles i like this i mean they're the green characters and this is a very vibrant and colorful book um but everything is like completely all caps and pretty intense okay uh, we've talked me, a bit about that tint but that was a few weeks ago we talked about that tinted yeah. balloon thing yeah i think sometimes people comics it's, we talk a lot about how the lettering is good if you don't notice it in a way yeah yeah, and I think colouring it makes it more noticeable. I think, yeah, yeah, it's the, that needs to be considered. Not always, but I think people yeah. sometimes need to think about tinting, you know, balloons. Yeah, I mean, it certainly yeah. it struck me immediately. I was like, oh, that's you know, green balloons. That's quite cool. But then when there's one particular scene um, page where two characters are talking from a distance, um, so we've got the traditional narrative, um, the rectangle like box. Of the two okay, people yeah. talking, you know, they're sort of, yeah. Um, but because they're both the same color, they're two people talking, but they're both the same color, and you, you would, that might confuse some people. It was the tone okay. of voice. The, the tone of voice let me know who was who, but there was nothing really to kind of let the reader know. Um, you know, the differentiation between them. Yeah, I get you, man. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think you know. Those things. I mean, I'll be interested to see what the other um, true science fiction titles are like because that seems to be um, seems to be less about conquering worlds, alien worlds, and things like that. I think it's more of a, a rollicking space adventure with a couple of characters and maybe. Okay. And so to find out this this kid in this book, I think is older in that series. So I'm kind. I tell you one thing I did like about this: the energy of this as well. It had a real Saturday morning kids cartoon kind of energy. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. I, that I kind of like. There's lots of speed lines, and you know, like like I said before, characters that could quite easily be action figures. Um, so I'm interested in this world and where it goes. It's very prof- you, know, you know the artwork's amazing. I think there's just some bits that just need a little bit of polish. There's a lot of enthusiasm there. Um, just it just needs to be polished a little bit more. That's usually down to like the lettering and and some things like that. Um, I think if that that was done, this would be singing absolutely cool. singing um i would also say that on the website itself to do a similar sort of thing um and you can go to um cooles dolo uh, which is c o l e s d o l o dot com i was reading it and then i realized <laughs> have i just spelled that wrong in my head uh, we'll put a link in the show show notes um but yeah there's you can see all the books there um and maybe just a little bit in each comic, just to f- for some new readers, just to you know, because the books look books look great, and I love the enthusiasm in these guys. 
Um, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they, they create. Because clearly from this, there's that big... You know, some, some writers and artists have big visions of huge worlds in their head that never make it to comics. They feel yeah. like they, they feel like they're really trying to do that with this series, which is which is pretty cool. So yeah, Shades of Green um, from Scratch Comics. Um, check it out. I think it's. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys do. But that's my one. Nice cool. one. There you go. Nice one, V. Uh, and T, what's your one? Last one is uh, Flesh and Blood, sent through to us by Chris Geary. Um, this is a horror thriller story it's written by simon lewis simon is a novelist and he also has written some features you might know some of these he wrote um the anomaly is a sci-fi feature tiger house is a home invasion thriller jet trash and four kids in it which is the one i know which is on sky cinema um this is his first graphic novel and chris geary Right, International Aces, a series about true life stories of some of the top pilots from the First World War, and he co-wrote and illustrated the award-winning uh, business graphic novel Commitment. Um, came through. I got to tell you, man, I'm impressed by this. Yeah, I sent it to him. Yeah, he's, he, he very politely we had a conversation. You know, it seems to be seems to be what's happening at the moment with our review copies. Everyone's been very reasonable. Yes. Um, yeah. It's getting a soft launch at the upcoming uh, London Film and Comic Con in July, and then a proper launch. He says at Thought Bubble later in the year. It's full color. Um, 116 pages, great cover, which reminded me of. I sent it through to you guys, didn't I? It reminded yes. me of Miller's Whiteout cover of a female sort of standing there holding a gun. The story. So, what is it about? Um, Ruth Saren is from the Scottish Ambulance Service. That's quite a cool. Don't see that much, do you? No. And she's um, called to a body near the snowy shores of Loch Lomond. Uh, an adult male has been ripped in half, and, and witnesses have told the police that a man and a woman have been seen eating this person, eating their insides. Um, and then we switch to it. Yeah. So I'm, I love cannibal stories, don't you? I do actually. I <laughs> um, we then um, switch to um, a, a flat, a sort of fancy flat on the Clyde in Glasgow and a man eating what appears to be part of a human organ. Um, and you, you begin to sense that there's a, a number of cannibals killing people in Scotland. Uh, and it's very, it's in the winter. So there's snow and blood and firearms and mystery and it's it works really well like that and the investigation takes a series of um these these sort of murders keep propping up and you begin to see that there's more to ruth than meets the eye um she seems to have a she seems to be going through some kind of sort of ptsd type depression and she has secrets and she meets up at the scene of the first murder she meets up with this cop who asks her out on a date and gives her his card and she sort of says no no thanks you cheeky fucker you know um and ends up meeting up with him and they they sort of begin to investigate it between them but the policeman also begins to realize that there's not not everything is right about ruth and you begin to sense this as well um things don't go well between them then they kind of do go well and there's a bit of a sort of on-off thing going on and whilst all this is going the um the cannibals are sort of gathering and taking prisoners and holding up in a house and it's really good. I have to say, I was really impressed as a graphic novel goes. It looks lovely inside. I'm going to say art-wise, I'm saying definitely. I've, I actually asked Chris about this. I was, I said definitely some year one Born Again vibes. Yeah, totally. Um, some, yeah. some Mazzuccelli in this, um, some Miller stuff. Um, he said he, he does he does like um, year one, although Gotham by Gaslight, he says his favourite Batman. I'm so having a chat with him about that. But there's definitely, definitely a feeling of that in there. 
Um, there's real use of nice color in this. So um, different folks for different strokes and different styles for different books. And I think what this does is it makes the use of the white of the snow and a lot of the color holds and carries a lot of the artwork, but not as a crutch, as a good um, way of doing the page that is being shown. There's a lovely double page spread that has a series of insert inset picture uh, images along the center at the top, you've got a, mur a murder and at the bottom in silhouette and at the bottom, you've got sex in a silhouette. And I've, I don't think I've seen a better page in the small press for a long time like that. Really well done. It was, I shared it with a couple of artists, friends of ours, the Canon I sent it to just so we could discuss that as a sort of layout. There's, there's a sense of a real, because I'm, I'm guessing Chris carries, you know, he, he, a lot of the, um, the structure of the panels and the pages being broken down is down to, I may be wrong, it's down to Chris, because I know this is Simon Lewis's first comic. Okay. So I'm guessing maybe this is down, but he, he clearly definitely knows what he's doing around this. Um, Structure-wise, my only criticism would be suddenly we go from Ruth being this ambulance medic to being a sort of post-traumatic stress kind of character who lives very insular life. Next thing, she kind of turns into a, um, a, 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 a spy climbing a building with a firearm, and I don't think that quite worked for me. I think suddenly it sort of took me out of it. She seems to be more interested. I was more very interested in her as a person, being a real person and having these faults and having this life and having lost her husband and stuff. And next thing you know, she's sort of scaling the side of the building with a balaclava on. I didn't think, I think we could have had a more of a lead up to that, but that's a small quibble, to be honest, really very small one. Um, it's, um, there's quite a lot of talking head scenes in it. Um, which often don't work. These work within the confines of what you've got, is, which is a thriller. Um, it has got that TV structure. You can see where Simon's influences are from. You could easily see this as a, you know, four-part BBC series or something like that. Um, but saying that, no, really liked it. I think as thrillers go, this would quite happily, you know, sit along on the shelf with something like White Up or Queen and Country or, you know, something by Brubaker and Phillips. I think it's, it's a good one and a very strong cover. I really like the cover. Very iconic, very eye-catching from a distance. Yeah. That's my second one, Flesh and Blood. There you go. Nice. nice. Well, I should say well, you, can, you can go to yeah. Simon simonlewiswriter.com uh, and Simon Lewis Writer on Twitter. You can find Chris on Twitter and Instagram at Chris A. Geary, G-E-A-R-Y. Chris A. Geary on Twitter and Instagram. There you go. Nice. Nice. There you go. Plenty of books to discover this week. And to add to your wish lists. And uh, thank you again to Rich from uh, Glam and Blam for joining us this week. It feels like yeah. so long ago. When we get to this point of the show, sometimes it feels like so I know. long ago. That We've we got Dale tomorrow, kind of, though, Jacks. We're right. Yeah. yeah. Kind of did it out of order as well, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. As we always do. But um, the listeners will never know because we're so uh, professional. No, no, we don't even hint at it. Uh, we, we, we never let anyone know what goes on behind the curtain. <laughs> I mean, the professionalism we kind of shown this it's incredible. podcast. It's just I'm proud side. of you too. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Tony. It's Thank breathtaking. You. Breathtaking. It's length and breadth. And yeah. I'm not talking about our professionalism. Yeah. Hold it. It's not. It's quite heavy. Yeah. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> becomes, okay, now. I'm going to. Did Vince become Kenneth Williams for a minute? There? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Cast me in the movie. Right. Uh... Flare those nostrils. <laughs> I won't right now because I've got a really bad cold. Anyway, oh, yeah. thank you for listening, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and everything we've talked about. If there's anything you want us to put a shout out for 
or um, get in touch with us about any potential comic stuff you've got coming up please do let us know several different ways you can get in touch with us you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com follow us on the social media at the awesome pod join the slack group um, whether it be guests comic fans creators all are welcome because it's just a it's a community of lovely people that just want to talk about the one thing we all want to talk about which is comics yeah so, so there's, there's loads of different channels for like tips crowdfunding art threads a discussion based on this episode as well if you want to keep the yep. conversation going over there and if you want to join the slack just get in touch with us and we'll we'll let you know we've also uh, got a new form for people who want to uh, submit their books for review oh good point yeah 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 so there's like go on so if you there's a Google form you can fill out and submit you, you fill in all your details and uh, submit your comic for us to review. So uh, where's that at the moment? If you start that on the Twitter, dude, it's on the Twitter. Yes, uh, I think I'll like that link to the page. I'll put yeah. it in the at the do awesome. Do you want to pod. pin that one? Yeah, yeah. 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 Look for yeah. At the awesome pod. That is where we got shades shades of green. And thanks to Lanier yeah. for Lanier yeah. for uh, filling that out and uh, sending the comic through. Really appreciate it. So, and we are uh, working through them, guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We've got yeah. a few to go through. Yeah. We're only three little bods doing our best. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> quite big bods. Quite big, yeah. big bods. Gangsters. Odd bods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to us. Whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out about the show and therefore all the comics and creators that we talk about on a weekly basis. Likewise, if you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're also on the Pod Network. Pod, don't forget to get your tickets for Sawcon. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to Sawcon, Dan? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Good man. Yeah, it's good. good well, I'm into my fitness, so I've got to get, get into Sawcon. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, look, don't. They got me earlier with Just that. don't <laughs> ask them. Listen, I laughed while I was paying for my petrol. When just, he's, he's, just, <laughs> just don't ask them. Yeah. Or actually, you get one. You get one over on Tony. I've got to spend. I've got to stay up all night. Yeah, that was so, good though, man. I yeah. fucking. I literally started laughing while I was trying to put yeah. my my fucking card in the machine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so if you want to find out what we're talking about, just ask them what they're talking about. Yes. Um, speaking. You do of that on the Slack. <laughs> where yeah. can people find us online, etc.? Tony. Uh, neverunanything.com or if you wish to back our Kickstarter we've got probably about a day and a half left look for Dirty Basement 1 and 2 on Kickstarter nice Dan you can find me uh, on Twitter at Vanguard comic and you can read fucking hell you can find me on Twitter at Vanguard comic and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com he's yes. been put off because he just sent more fill through on the WhatsApp group yeah I got sent to me and I sent it on because that was Dan, really Dan, funny Dan you've got to be professional on this it, show it's not <laughs> <laughs> where, where are we going to start at? Yeah, it's just unbelievable. You got to be in the zone. I was, these, I, I expect know, I, the I, best. I've said uh, this for the last couple of weeks. The, the Vanguard pages are fucking this week and the next couple of weeks are going to be fucking. You're going to break your pot. You're fucking smashing it, dude. It's amazing. I, uh, I kind of overrate that there's a character who's got like a load of C4 in them. And I think I put so much C4, it probably demolished the entire building that they're in. Oh, it's not uh, brilliant, this, though. I just yeah. fucking love it. Yeah, when I saw that page, I was like, yes. <laughs> love it. It's the reactions of the people that are looking at it's it. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. 
and uh, I was speaking about tabletop gaming and uh, yeah I have a YouTube channel so we just did a mini series so follow at safe space RPG and find out more about that because I've been playing are you, yeah. you going to be doing reviews or anything V of like games no, I'm just gaming baby I'm just okay. just gaming the system have you man. played the June game <laughs> oh play the Judge Dread game that's a good game uh, I tell you what I tell you what there's lots of games that I'm uh, going to be looking into. And- Play the Judge Dredd game. Play the Judge Dredd game. <laughs> I watched the... Uh, there's a, a gaming channel called NDMC. Is that right? Yeah, M- M- MCDM, yeah. And they, they played like a June game and I watched it for... While I was working, I had it on for three hours watching them play the yeah. game. Yeah. And it's fucking just... The, the amount of backstabbing and yeah. alliances is like yeah. oh that's amazing no, that's yeah. a great game that is yeah. i got that it's... when it came out originally when i was a kid that yeah. game that's really good yeah, yeah. Is that, was what's like... that called the mdma channel is that right mdmc i think it is mdma yeah <laughs> <laughs> the the in the end of one i was watching the atreides player joined up with the harkonnens and i was like what the fuck no. is going on here no. Oh my god! Oh my god! They've just hit another <laughs> level of nerd. Yeah. So be, be, before they start ranting and raving about the Dune universe, which we do, do every day, do, does anyone call yeah. it the Dune universe? No, they don't call it that. Well, they now. should. They should. <laughs> they should. That's what I'm saying. Speaking of which, it. speaking of which, it's almost June next week. <laughs> no. Oh, we're recording early, aren't we? Next week. Oh, yeah. yeah I should say, if you're at Glasgow Comic Con, make sure you get hold of me and say hello because I'm going up there on. Uh, on uh, Saturday, do keep an eye on the times because there's a lot fucking going on that day. So try and squeeze in yeah. time to make tea. Yeah, yeah. Get, get a hold of him with your hands, <laughs> with your hands and your mouths. Um, yeah. <laughs> but until next week's episode, which will be full we'll of just tie your hands around your back, just your mouths. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the way Tony does it. Thank you Send very you much for listening. For apples. <laughs> Thank you very much for. Then listening. you're pulling a carrot out of the ground. Shut up. <laughs> 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 I just got that. <laughs> okay, while I figure out how to edit this nonsense, have a brilliant week wherever you are in the world. We love you very much. Keep reading those comics. Keep making those comics, and uh, yeah, just just keep believing in comics because that's how they stay yeah. around. Yeah. And uh, from Dan, Tony, and myself here in the Awesome Pod HQ, the bunker is absolutely rife with all kinds of uh, dampness. dampness and comics that's what you expect from this show so (laughs) come back for more next week and until then well I don't know what should they do guys stay awesome awesome. bye everyone yeah did you say word yeah gangster and I word to the mother oh god (laughs) 